0: And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes. We're down on the docks. Well, well, well! Welcome! down on the docks, the old Dockery. <laughs> my, name, Dockery. my name is uh, Chris Neff. I'm joined as always by my good friend, producing partner and partner and partner. <laughs> Stop Sarah. saying partner. What's up, oh, pussies? Oh, oh, so we are going with what's up, pussies. Fucking You're going to try it, huh? It's going to try it out. Special episode today, guys. <laughs> uh, it's not every day I get to splurge and um, uh, act like a gangster but I came into some drugs this weekend Yeah, and I just uh, passed them on to Dave because yep. I don't, I don't smoke marijuana cigarettes. You can't really call them drugs, but sure. They're drugs. Okay. So <laughs> the marijuana cigarettes are drugs. We've been over this. according to who. So here's the thing. I got to tell you about how I, I, I don't, you know me, I don't like to bullshit at the top of a show, but I, I, when I found these drugs, I was like, I got two options. Yeah. I can either leave them where I found them or I could fucking take them. Yeah. So I went into the bathroom at Whole Foods and we right. were sitting on, you know. Oh, this, yeah. these
1: aren't you. I thought you found these in the house. No. Oh, I thought these no, were these my are, leftover these drugs. These are fresh somewhere. street drugs. Oh, sweet. So, so I Some pretty
0: good OG nugs. This is I, literally the same I, dude, weed that I buy. don't say nugs. Remember? I love nugs. So anyway, I look over and I'm like, wow, those, that, those are the parts that you put in marijuana cigarettes in a little capsule. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up and I was like, okay, how do I get it out of here? Because if I would have lost my drugs, I'd be... Ro- ready to come back in and somebody knocked on the door and i'm like that's the guy outside that probably wants his drugs so i'm yeah. like okay how am i going to pull this off sure. i put him in my do i put him in my sock because what if he sees it bulging out of my pocket well luckily i had my back brace on yeah okay because i'm wearing it now because yep, my back's all gone. so i put the put it inside the back brace is that a bulge in your back or my drugs <laughs> and then i walked out but then i thought about it i was like no matter what i have to take the drugs you can't leave drugs in a public restroom. No. Because then
1: especially of, if you leave in, then they're gonna think, what if it was yours?
0: Not only that, <laughs> but that was my first concern. But what if a child were to get those marijuana cigarettes? Oh, uh, well, that's a bad
1: parent. Exactly. My point to is, letting somebody letting a child go into a into a
0: bathroom by themselves. It could happen. There's shitty parents everywhere. In fact, I watched You're unsolved right. I was in bed for the weekend because I blew out my back and I watched a bunch of unsolved mysteries. Blow out that ass. And there was a girl, um, like a 19-year-old woman, she was in front of a porta Don't potty. Call her. She's not a nineteen-year-old
1: woman, she's a nineteen-year-old she, girl. If you
0: have a kid, you're in 19 year old woman. You're a slut. So she had a kid yes. and she had another kid and she went in to go use the porta potty, mm-hmm. comes out and the kid's
1: gone. Yes. this this sound is this like this is what happened in Maui, I feel like. Oh,
0: beside <laughs> the Just fires? Like Thousand children missing. Anyway, let's yep. get into this week's episode. Yep. Special occasion. Enjoy that marijuana. Yeah, you um, pretty good, thanks. Good. Well, it's gonna. we're probably going to have to take a break so we can get you re halfway yeah, through the fake show. break. So we'll let you know when everybody uh, can follow along with you getting How are you right? going to get
1: into Thai Beanie Babies without being baked?
0: <laughs> you know I don't like that voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the point of it's... Funny. We don't need to do it. <laughs> it's like, how oh, do you want me to die? Um I, dice is okay. We
1: can't say the well, we, yeah. yeah. But DICE. you can't
0: even say who it is.
1: No, you don't. I mean, I no. can say who it is. I don't no, I, I don't care. You're redacted. I'm just <laughs> exactly. You gotta just you have to uh nudge the the listeners into the right direction. Beanie Mania. Beanie Beanie Mania, you ready? He's a rapist. Okay, before we get into <laughs> Beanie Mania <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he shows up at Fest. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. Before
0: go. we get into Beanie Mania, um let's go ahead. And remind uh, our listeners why we do the show. Dave, why do we do the show? Sticky strips. Right. Okay, no, that's oh, this pause it for the read. Okay. <laughs> yeah. well, why do we do the show? We do the show mm-hmm.
1: because you want to do the show. <laughs> right. Okay, don't ask me why we do the show because
0: I don't want to be here. Right. So you're saying if I didn't want to do the show, I'd be doing it by myself. have yeah. Not begged
1: you to do it with. Honestly,
0: me. even though people think you're great.
1: Thank you, thank you guys. And they I think that it. you're the glue to the show. <laughs> I um, it's because of my goo. Yeah. It's because of the goo. <laughs> okay, keep going. Okay, hold on. But why do we do the show? I got like three impressions. Um, well, let me just say one thing. Uh, yeah. anyway, no. Why
0: do we do the show for the viewers? The listeners. He, correct, yeah. We do for the listeners. Right, and the listeners uh, need to know. That yeah. This show yes. is a show about documentaries. Oh, yes. And I basically, if this is your first time listening, I'm going to uh, describe a documentary to Dave in long form detail. Next He's time, to, ask me what the show is about. Don't. Okay. Why do we do the show? Uh, you need to be able to improv and work That's off not the cuff. Okay. It's okay. not that hard. <laughs> sure. 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 We basically discuss a uh, documentary. And the reason we do this is we know a lot of people have busy lives. You've got your TV shows you like to watch, and you're not going to be able to see all your documentaries. Right. We're realize that uh, a lot of that time spent um, right. is in cars and then right. you can listen to me discuss the documentary and dave break down a joke right or attempt a joke every now and then why watch an hour and a half
1: documentary <laughs> when you can listen to a three-hour one four <laughs> <laughs> jesus okay.
0: so yeah, anyway right. four i mean so anyway dave why don't you go ahead and tell uh the the listeners uh who's sponsoring this week's episode
1: this week's episode of Down in the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms, established in 2016 San Diego. By the way, Broccoli Farms 619 on Instagram. Mm-hmm. San Diego, California by cannabis entrepreneur Anthony Bird, our friend Anthony. Nice guy. Never met him. Great guy. Never met him. Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one. Broccoli Farms. How many times did I say cannabis in that sentence? Three, four, maybe four, five.
0: Four. I think four times. You know what? That's also my fault. The
1: lowest delivery minimum in San Diego,
0: bar none. All right. Marijuana cigarettes. Sticky strips. All right. Let's get into Beanie Mania, buddy. You know what it's about, right? Um, Beanie Babies. That's right. Directed by Yamisi Brooks. Uh 2021. Now there's several beanie projects out there. Why? Exactly. Is it like the anniversary? It must have been a race to see who gets to it first. This happens a lot of times. Yeah. You know, with certain projects. Ants, Bugs Life, Capone the, Illus- the Illusionist. Yeah. And
1: uh the other, the better one, which I always yep. forget the name of the, the two,
0: prestige. The two Hitchcock docs Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. See this <laughs> here's nah, where we nah, get nah, to nah, see nah, the nah, difference. So, anyway, this one came out in 2021. There's also a new show on HBO. I think uh, Zach Galifianakis is in it. and Zach Galifianakis? It's about Beanie Babies. Cool. So, oh. Beanie Babies are going to be a little hot here in the next couple months. Mm. So, we're going to... This is weird. Cold open. You don't see this too often in a doc. We see a woman on a couch. Uh, it's obviously a very nice home. Um, it's weird. She's got a cup on the floor, like a coffee cup. With a straw sticking out of it. I'm guessing it's filled with wine. That was my take. Okay. So her name's Mary Beth Sobolowski. Hmm. I'm going to say Sobolowski just because it's easier. Um, This is Sobolowski. She says the collector's mentality is that you can never have enough. Oh, God. And that's very dangerous. This is
1: going to be a fucking addiction
0: documentary, dude. I don't want to blow anything. God. Uh, I don't think you understand. Again, for the listeners who are just joining us, we have a ten-year age gap. Yep. I know nothing about Beanie Babies because I was busy being in college, being cool. Yep. and I think you probably know more about Beanie Babies than I do. I so only I'm know, con- I really know on you. Here. I only know more about Beanie Babies
1: because my cousin, who's your age, he's fifty. He, I am forty-seven. He, collect, he collects. He collected Beanie Babies and Star Wars action figures. I've I, I distinctly remember the time we went to one of the comic cons. He had just he had just gotten his uh uh his like he had Nerd just started pardon. he had just started his practice uh-huh. as a DPM, a doctor of podiatric medicine. What kind? <clears throat> doctor of podiatric That's the foot doctor. That's a foot doctor? Yeah. <clears throat> now he's a well world renowned foot doctor. They call him podiatrist. Podiatrist. Yes, yeah. he's a yes, doctor yeah. of podiatric medicine. Yeah. It's podiatric? Yeah. Okay. Not not podiatrist medicine. Right, not sense. Podiatric. So word. anyway, um we go down now this wasn't the only I mean he bought Beanie Babies, but he went down there to buy a ten thousand dollar Chromalin, which is a set of six backings to the cards of Star Wars action figures. Oh, they have yeah. yet to be in development at this point in the in the process that this thing is being sold. It's it's got six card backings. So the cardboard that goes on the card, mm-hmm. they, they design it first. What are those backs called again? Okay, well, the the back, the cardboard back is called a card, an action figure card. Uh-huh. That's called. Or the, I'm sure there's a technical term for it. We call them cards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the chromalin is the paper that it's designed. It's the it's the like in the 80s and 70s. Yeah, this is what they would make uh, digital prints like. The, they make the chromalin first yeah it's like the digital version got of the it. of got the paper so there's six it. of them on there one of yeah. them was boba fett yeah. one of them was anakin skywalker i think uh-huh. there was a jawa an ewok maybe not a jawa was it the ewok
0: with the plastic like the, jacket no no no, regular no, jacket? no no
1: the, the plastic jacket had already been discontinued oh, by okay. this point so it wasn't a jawa honestly it was it was an ewok two ewoks a droid anakin skywalker and boba fett None of that matters. All he wanted was the Boba Fett, regardless. Got it. He spent $10,000 on this thing. It was probably in the year 2002 or three or four. Well, at the time, he spent $10,000 on it, Uh on the six-card Chromalin set. Okay, And um, I think about 10 years later... In, I want to say maybe 2012, 2014. Yeah, he sold just the Boba Fett for eighteen thousand oh, dollars. Okay,
0: so he sold the other five. Yeah.
1: So he ended up cutting it up later on. Yeah. Like he kept it for like ten years, and then he cut it up and sold it. And then, and then he went to go buying. He like wanted to collect all these cards, the cardboard that the action figure has not yet been put on. Yeah. So it's a clean, perfect, no hole has been punched.
0: No plastic
1: bubble Each on Each one, it. no plastic bubble on it. It's just yeah. the card. Some of them are mistakes. Some of them yeah. never came out.
0: Yeah. Each you one who, of those. You know who made those toys, right? Kenner That's and or Hasbro. Kenner. Yeah. Okay. Just saying. The OGs. The, uh, the OGs were the Kenner. They were a but, fledgling toy company at the time. I, don't I know, know. I've that.
1: seen the fucking thing also. We went over it. We covered it. When did it. we cover it? We covered it, I think. I don't remember. All right. And so it's like the, anyway, and um, so each one of those, he's got every multiples of every single one. He's got every single one. He's a loser. And, and no, millionaire loser. Sure. Yeah. yeah. His, worth, loser. his collection is easily worth to about $3 million probably. Okay. But, so
0: how do we take this score down? Yeah. You know just, him. Yeah. We just fucking
1: cover him up and later. Grab the rug. Yep. All right. Wrap him in it. Anyway, you were saying, I don't know. I mean, pretty he's, much. He's, he's got cool. It's got each one of those cards that I've never even have a bubble put on it for the Star Wars. Yeah. Each one of those, the minimum is $500. Yeah. They go all the way up to about $6,000 each. I would think you need to be Four,
0: careful $4, each that somebody could actually just do this on their own with 3D printing and all that craziness. So there's plenty of ways to authenticate it. Yeah. Okay. Well, nerds are going to know nerds. You can't 3D print cardboard for sure. Whatever. Okay. So anyway, that was a good
1: ten minute intro.
0: That's all right. We're gonna have to, we're gonna go uh, a little askew. There's gonna be some detours on today's episode. It's about Beanie Babies. We gotta make it fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next thing is we see a car driving down the freeway, and um, you see a passenger jump out of the car. It's like the four hundred five, right? And she's just running down the road and picking up Beanie Babies and throwing them into her car. Did somebody? Did a Beanie Baby truck turf flip correct, over? Correct. Holy shit! Correct. That's fucking. And legit. like the helicopters out there going, "Holy, are we getting this? Are we getting this? Those are Beanie Babies out there, oh. Mike. Mike and Copter Two, back to the studio. Is she running? Is it? Are she grabbing those Beanie Babies, Mike? That's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable.
1: Well, well, that was also one thing. Beanie Babies were one thing that didn't come in a container. Correct. They come. The only thing you could buy are those little plastic hearts that you can put the cart so that the tag remains if you're a clean. true collector. Yeah. yeah. You got to take care of your tag. So that the tag is still in good shape. But like. Those, we're we're going to get into that. Uh, I'm sure we will. Well, anyway. Back when to you, Mary. When you do a document about Beanie Babies. You cover all the little bullshit about Beanie Babies.
0: Correct. Well, when we go back to Mary Beth, and she's like, it became an <coughs> absolute obsession. So um, then we see Anne Curry. You remember old Anne Curry from NBC? Anne Probably Curry. Not. I got to see a picture of her. Uh, let's, Asian. Let's take lady. a look at nah, this. D- no, oh. you don't have to go that far. Okay. Um, I think I do. Okay. Well, she is, you know, on the news, and she's like, "This is perhaps the biggest toy craze in history." Uh, You got a a guy saying bigger than Sinatra, the Beatles and Elvis Presley combined. And Mary Beth says, I would have paid whatever it took to get that Beanie Baby baby at the time, which was about $10,000. Yeah. Well, we meet the middle child of Mary Beth. He's Dave. He's not a loser. He's grown up, though, now. And And now now he's a loser. No, he's not. (laughs) He's like, I escaped loserdom. Uh, He says, uh, without the few women. Was that Jimmy Buffett's place? No. Oh, that's oh, that's Margaritaville. That's never mind. <laughs> that's okay. Margarita. gotcha, gotcha. Rest in peace, JB. Yeah, uh, he says with this is his Mary best son. He says without the few women that started the entire mania, BD Babies never would have been women. Yeah, <laughs> so we also meet a woman by the name of Janine Tortoise, and she says just moms getting together and creating something. Uh-huh. We also meet sewing <laughs> so club of course. I had no idea it was it was a bunch of broads that got this whole thing yeah, started. Yeah, I think it started off as a charity. Uh it didn't, but we'll no, get into okay. that. Anyway, we also anyway. meet a big player in the story named Peggy Gallagher. This is weird, bro. Remember how Mary Beth has the sippy cup? Or it started off as women giving their time to make the beanie babies for like I'm gonna tell you all about it. That's what I'm here what the for. Fuck, dude. Remember how I told you Mary Beth had like a little uh, cup on mm. the floor? No. There's a straw in it. Okay. She's sitting on her couch. It's a little okay. awkward the way this is framed. Okay. But she's, so she's like laying on the couch
1: with a straw? Sitting
0: on the couch. Cups on the floor and she's got a on long the straw?
1: Yeah. Some pretty 90s shit right
0: there. Yeah. It's well, pretty cool. I've seen that. Peggy's doing the same thing. Now, I'm convinced it's wine. That's the only reason this makes sense. So Peggy says we didn't get along. There was I mean, a lot
1: of competition. just know where to put the cup. and You want to drink it. Why did not you put it in your hand? Want to put it? That means it. you got to hold it. And you're but, if you're a lazy fuck like these broads probably are. <laughs> I mean, fat? No.
0: I'm lazy then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Peggy says they didn't get along. So we see archival footage of these women and they're crammed into stores at the time. Okay. Just boxing each other out. Oh. trying, Pushing. Crawling over each other to get them. Yeah. Well, the Beanie Baby craze was reaching insane uh, proportions at this point. Yeah, I wonder how many Beanie Babies were ripped in half from well, people pulling. they did no advertising. This is news to me. Uh. This was the Ty guy. His name, the Beanie Babies, they're called Ty. Well, th- yeah, Ty Beanie Babies, T-Y. Ty
1: Warner was the guy's name. Okay, but they, they when you say they didn't advertise, you're yeah. right, but... At the time, you didn't need to advertise toys like that. Buddy, would, are you kidding well, me? What you would do is they would be in the newspaper. They would be in those magazines Montgomery and Ward.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Montgomery Ward, service
1: merchandise. Here's fucking, the thing. Um, Maybe it was a different toys thing us. when
0: you were growing up. But when I was growing up, we played with Star Wars. and We played with G.I. Joe. Yeah. We'd come home and Literally we watch G.I. With, Joe. Yeah. And in between that 22 minutes, yeah. there was nine minutes of commercials to buy the latest G.I. Joe stuff. No, I
1: mean, there was Tons. the same
0: shit for Power Rangers like that, too. Right.
1: Which I was fucking into. I had all the Power Rangers. Dude, I shit. look at that
0: part. We're Power Ranger Rangers so stuff. cool, dude. I'm like, how? It's could the kid- same
1: shit as like the, but the cats costumes of were
0: so lame. But
1: it's this. But that's the thing. You don't realize it's the same as the bad guys in fucking GI Joe, dude. It's the same costume. They're just colored. That's not shipwreck.
0: Bro, that's not Duke. It's tights. That's They're not Lady J. Tights.
1: They're all tights. All faggy superheroes. No, GI Joe did
0: not wear tights. Not GI Joe, but the bad guys. It was with Star Wars. You no, no, you no, played no. with Star toys. Wars, Star Wars. No, no, no in tights. You probably wore
1: tights. Hold on, Luke Skywalker wore tights. No, he didn't. Yeah, he wore those fucking leggings. Stupid with a skirt, basically. That wasn't a skirt. Yes, they are. They're like leggings. They're like cream-colored leggings. Buddy,
0: you played in tights. Man, anyway, start fucking Power Rangers. Cool, anyway. Green so Ranger. the interviewer, she's British. She says, have you, either one of you ever met Ty Warner? And uh, people are like, no. And uh, Mary Beth says, no. And she was like, he was kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Um, well, a reporter says, can we come in here and talk about the Beanie Babies? This is, you know, uh, uh, in front of Ty Warner HQ. And the <laughs> Ty Warner employee says, no. Well, we also meet a woman named Joni. Hirsch Blackman. Hmm. She's a Beanie Bader collector that was in this group. And she says it was a really nice thing for a while until the adults ruined it, meaning them. Yeah. Well, reporter on TV says today that $1,500 investment we uh, are told would be worth about $75,000. Now, these are vintage news reports, obviously. Yeah. Um, kids like, I'm so happy. I'm going to get a lot of money now. Well, another collector says there was no evidence that they would ever be worth anything. We just believed in it. Well, Peggy, she says something happened with beanie babies. That's all everybody wants. They are magical and you get addicted. Another female character. Now she's practically homeless, and this is not a good luck. From purchasing beanie babies. Yeah. She was like, I was I never was addicted to anything, and I got addicted to beanie babies and I ran amok. <laughs> And then
1: I started taking Percocets and Oxycontin. I would. I would if
0: I lost my life savings. (laughs) Title card up, buddy. Beanie Mania. Yeah. So we're going to descend on uh, a title that says The Neighbors, Naperville, Illinois. And we're back to Mary Beth. And we also meet a woman named Becky Phillips. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, Joni's there, and she says, Naperville is a town about 35 miles west of Chicago. It's very child-friendly. We've won every greatest place to raise your child type awards over the years. Now, this bitch is lying because I fact-checked her ass. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't even close. Okay. Okay. Um, What was she saying? She won? She what? We've won every greatest place to raise your child type awards over the years. Now... I just did a cursory check. I went on Wallet Hub. And where do you think uh, 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 Chicago ranks out of the top 150 cities to raise a child?
1: Well, now it's hot garbage, probably in the top 10 worst. Yeah, it's
0: 96. But but the suburbs of
1: Chicago aren't terrible. And this was in the 90s. Yeah. Or uh, uh, late, early 2000s. Yeah. Early 2000s. Well, it must have been probably better. The interviewer
0: says, tell me specifically. Where Family Matters is from, dude who no, it is? Carl Winslow. I, didn't Sch- know I think it was a Chicago PD, wasn't he? Uh, well, that's Al Powell from Die Hard. So yep. to me, he's always LAPD. Uh,
1: that was in New York. Die Hard was no, in LA. The Nakatomi Plaza is in century. I never watched the Die Hard movies. Really,
0: you've never seen the Die Hard movies. Like I've seen them. Stop I've watching your them. fucking Power Rangers the, the reruns. The third one.
1: I've seen the third one with Samuel L. Jackson, arguably the worst one. Yeah. yeah which is like the whole. No, like, no, no. It's which is not like the pour of the, the, pour the, pour the water, water and the thing yeah. and the Simon whatever.
0: says. Yeah. yeah I, no.
1: Everybody said that yeah, this the worst it's one. Not the worst one. But I love that. They one. They all go downhill
0: after that
1: one. I even I literally thought that was the last but one. There's
0: six of them. Oh,
1: I thought. Just that new one that they made was garbage. No. Poor guy. Dementia, pretty much, or like some kind of dementia.
0: Who's that? Bruce? Bruce. Yeah. He's got
1: that, whatever it's called.
0: Um, well, Joni says, let me tell you about Colorado Court. People in the neighborhood would say, oh, you live on Colorado Court. You guys have a lot of fun. Becky Phillips, she just lives a few doors down from here. Well, Becky says, before Beanie Babies, I was a language arts teacher. Oh, God. Uh, once I had children, <laughs> I stopped teaching and I became a full-time mom I'm, but I'm very competitive. Uh when I get involved in something you know I those go like language 100%. Arts Oh if yeah.
1: I get really competitive checking your grammar and shit.
0: Well, Mary Beth, she worked at IBM for 10 years and she was a system engineer.
1: It, uh, <laughs> a system engineer assistant.
0: Oh, uh, no, a like, system engineer, a secretary. Uh, is that what I call them at IBM? Wait,
1: wait, you said a system engineer. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said assistant engineer. No, she's a system I was, engineer. Uh, I was about to say, is she a, a assistant engineer or was she an engineer's assistant? She's okay, a system
0: engineer. I just assume i in secretary. It is a
1: secretary. Sure. <laughs> then, There's no women that work in <laughs> to for like, literally thinking. like Louis C.K.'s mom.
0: So, But then she said, I turned into a full-time mom. Uh, well, Joni says, I've been working from home for almost from the beginning. I was carpooling, a lot of sweatsuits, big hair. In the early 90s, I had a perm, but I was a journalist for People Magazine. I spent a lot of time with my kids. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I think the 90s is sort of frivolous. Um, do you remember uh, a toy called uh, Soccer Boppers? Sockem Boppers. Soccer Boppers. No, they were I, these things that you blew put, up put you in you your put, hands. Put on your arms. Called, and then you just smashed the other kids. Sock boppers. No soccer boppers. Interesting. What they were I called. Always thought they were called. Sock, you can boppers. sock all day and bop all night. So you, you say You're okay. S- soccer boppers. Okay. Now, it was a very quiet, non tumultuous time before 9-11. We it's it's quintessential America. We see kids running around in the lawn. Sprinklers are on. You see some rollerblading. And of course, they're dressed up in faggy tights playing Power Rangers. Okay, so you're formally
1: right. soccer boppers. Now they're called soccer boppers. Yeah, formerly soccer. So you were right. Yeah, S O C K apostrophe E M B O P P E R S. Now they're called S O C K E R soccer. Did you have bopper. a son? I didn't, but I played with some soccer soccer boppers. Mm-hmm. But like, I grew up where we fucking
0: wore tight eight, eight years old which we were power wearing ranger fu- did you shut the wear? fuck up t- let me
1: say eight years
0: old we were already wearing boxing gloves stupid <laughs> did you dress up as the pink power yeah the ranger? pink power ranger kimberly that was my that's okay. what i did so anyway becky says it just seemed like a very quiet time and we were in a happy little world we enjoyed collecting especially in the chicagoland area well mary Beth says each of my kids started collecting things one of them collected baseball cards one of my <laughs> this is weird one of my daughters collected unsharpened pencils. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, people collect things like that back then.
0: Never heard of it.
1: Like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, back then too, like in the Who early Who gets two- off on a pack of Dixon Ty- mm-hmm. Ticonderogas is my point. I don't know about that. It was, it was probably some Hello Kitty shit even. Oh, uh, You know okay. what I mean? Like Hello Kitty and Peckle and all that bullshit was... Not It was like semi-collectible, yeah. expensive-ish sort of stationary Got it. kind of shit.
0: Well, the first Beanie Kids. Baby that came out was the lobster. And Interesting. Here, okay, go on. Here's what you need to know. a Beanie, Beanie Baby is a small stuffed animal that fits in your palm. It's very poseable. So you could sit it and you could fix the arms a little bit. And it has very expressive eyes. Uh, Mary says you almost feel like the Beanie Baby is a little person. It has a personality. Now I see the they show the Beanie Babies. They all have uh-huh. the same black eyes. Now, yeah. as we know, I'm black eyes right are, are not expressive. They're soulless Alex Honnold style eyes. Yeah, and they're fucking creepy. They're thieves and shit too. Right. Well, Joni says, "We're gonna
1: watch those black
0: eyes." The Beanie Babies have a hang tag on them. Bad credit. Ty, and I didn't know what that meant, and I didn't know at the time that there was one guy, and his name was Ty. Well, the interview says, hey, Who is Ty Warner? And Mary says, Ty Warner, I like to say, is the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, another says, Ty Warner is a real character. There were always rumors about him. Not many people knew Ty Warner, the person, including me. Well, next, we're going to meet a gentleman by the name of Harold Nizamian. And Armo! He, he was a president and CEO of Dakin Toys from 1967 to 1989. And he says, well, deep down, Ty's very insecure. That's why he's so private. Ty Warner is a young man whose father worked for me as a salesman. And then Ty began selling our toys after his father retired. He got his training with us at our company, Dakin Toys, and became our number one salesman. We were doing over $200 He had a big ego. And that was all part of his thing. I still beat him on the tennis courts, though. He He left us and went out on his own. He hit the market at a time when collectibles were in vogue. The best advice I gave him was to come up with a good name and make a quality product and market the devil out of it. And that's what he did. Well, we also meet Bill Harlow. He is a Canadian distributor of Beanie Babies from 1991 to 2003. And he describes Thai products as a very small manufacturing company. Uh, but Ty, he said, had an air of success and a confidence that he was going to be more successful. Our family owned a small manufacturing company in Canada that was in the gift trade and wanted to go and look for some lines that we could potentially distribute. I used to travel down to Chicago where Ty's office was, and he showed me his new products he was developing, and he passed me this little green frog. He said, Bill, you are going to put every dollar you have into that product. I needed, this is Bill saying, 500000 to really get this off the ground. And I was 27 at the time. That was a lot of money. But I thought, I got to do this. Because if I don't do this, someone else is going to do this. Imagine that, dude. Yeah. Being sold on a fucking beanbag and putting more than your life savings, borrowing money against it, thinking it's such a great idea. Well, Well, that's because <clears> of shit like The Pet Rock. Dude, funny you should mention that. Because it, when you talk Google Beanie Babies, it comes up as one of the comps as to one of the fucking... And
1: there was, an, there was a, a fucking, an actual craze with Beanie Babies. Like, they were heavily desirable for... You mean Pet Rocks? Five or six years. I'm just saying with Beanie yeah, Babies in general. Give
0: me a little Simpsons music. Oops. Pet Rock. Yeah was a collectible toy made in 1975 nah. by advertising executive Gary Dahl. I know we
1: did a we had him part of an episode one time. On our show? We did a we did a Pet Rock thing on here.
0: On our show? Pretty sure. I don't think so. Okay. Well, what they did is they they packaged Pet Rocks in cardboard boxes complete with yeah. ventilation holes yeah. and straw mm-hmm. at the bottom mm-hmm. so it mimicked a pet carrier. Right. Well, this fad lasted 6 months. Mhm and uh, ended after a short increase in sales during the Christmas holiday season of 75. Yeah, he All, sold it for $100,000. It went belly up. Although by February 76, they were discounted due to lower sales, Doll sold o- over 1 million Pet Rocks for $4 each and became oh, a millionaire. Yeah. Give me a little outro music on the Simpsons music. Wait, what's going on with sound effects today? There we go. We're a little rusty on sound effects. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, <laughs> we also meet um, the offices of Ty, Inc. Yeah. And it was basically five rooms. I'm looking at all, uh, all of it right well, now. Well, don't blow it. Beanie, Beaniepedia. So there were five it's rooms. like
1: Wikipedia, but for Beanie Babies.
0: And it housed uh, 14 employees. And we get a couple pictures of Ty in this, but he's not in the dog. He's a creepy looking dude. Yeah. Look, I'm looking at him right now. Pretty creepy. Yeah. Kind of looks like Tom Petty uh, without the talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we meet his uh, co-worker, Linda Travati, or Lena Travati, excuse me. And she says it was a tiny office. I was employee number 12. And uh, my parents immigrated here from India in 72. And they wanted me to become a doctor. Yep. But I couldn't stand blood, so I started a Thai. But my job was a telemarketer. And when I walked in, I remember I was looking around and saw all the stuffed animals. I was thinking, this is so cool. This is a toy company. So they had nine prototypes. And they didn't have any names. And there were a lot of different names bouncing around. And then someone said Beanie Babies. And everybody hmm. was like, that's it.
1: That's the name.
0: Well, we see a quick, brief <clears throat> video of these nine original prototypes. Now, the names of these are legs, chocolate okay pinchers patty right flash squealer, splash spot and copy okay which translates to a frog, a reindeer, a lobster a duck, a shark, a pig a dolphin dog and a bear see it's saying here that I thought
1: you were saying okay see, Cla- Cla- Claude the crab. Says that date of birth was September third, nineteen ninety six, but then there's actually Chip the Cat, which is January twenty sixth, nineteen ninety six. All I'm doing is reporting what the documentary tells Interesting. me. Interesting. So if and then you're Baldy the Baldy the Eagle, I remember that one. All right, go on. Don't blow it
0: because I, I got know, I fucking, got some big ones not in here. I'm blowing shit. Well, Joni says in the early days, Ty went to the stores himself, and he always drove around a very unusual car, and would drive around with a full length fur coat and top hat. Uh, to intrigue people into uh, allowing him to show off his products, he Got usually, it. I would say, well, he reminded you said me said a lobster. Sorry, go on. Of Willy Wonka, yeah, it's a yeah. lobster. It's not a lobster. Not a cla-
1: crab. I was looking at a crab. Fuck whatever. No, Same. I mean no, but that's to your point. It's probably a lobster. I was looking at the crab. I was wrong. Uh, right.
0: Because you're going off I'm going. i rogue. I want to see the fucking beanie baby. It's okay. nostalgia. All right. Well, here's what differentiated Ty from everybody else. He didn't sell to the big stores. So he didn't deal with Kmart. But then, yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. No Walmarts. Yeah. And no Toys R Us. Interesting. I I remember them Toys R Us. No, because the president of Toys R Us, he's in this documentary, and he says, we think he's making a huge mistake. We're America's toy store. Why not have your product in our stores? Well, Bill Harlow. He wanted to be like in thrifties and shit. I'll tell the story. Says it was a big thing for him. Do not sell to the majors. The reason being is they'll take your product, they'll put it on sale, and they'll destroy the market for the little guys. Yeah. Ty was about the small retailers. He loved the small retailers. He found them to be very, very faithful, and we found the same. So (laughs) Lena Travati, employee number 12. That's good, that's good. I like that. She says the beanie babies initially, they were not moving. It was very difficult to get retailers to take the plunge to even try Beanie Babies. Well, at the time, the hottest toys of the year, Tickle Me Elmo yep. and the Nintendo oh, 64.
1: Holy shit. That was the year of the Elmo. Right. By also, the way. We,
0: wow. We need, there's a doc. What, on year t- is the, you, what year are you talking about right here? I don't know. Uh, 92, I'm guessing. Okay, 92, 93. 93 yeah. So, wow. the, by the way, there's a doc on Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Uh, somebody wanted me to cover it, and I haven't had a chance to look at it. But apparently, the guy who played Tickle Me Elmo got into some hot water. So, anyway, okay. that's a side note. The
1: guy who played the voice of Tickle Me Elmo there
0: was Tickle Me Elmo. Mm. I think he did some nefarious shit with little Elmo children, <laughs> <laughs> Elmo
1: sized people. I know
0: what I was Yeesh. thinking, but I don't Yikes. know. So, uh, we'll. I'll find out once that's I watch That's how I got the... that realism in there. <coughs>
1: Well, Tickle Me Elmo. When you actually look back on it, it wasn't. I mean, it was. The there was no like. It it was difficult to get like a second. There wasn't a big secondhand market at that time. You would have to go to trade shows. Tickle Me Elmos. There was, but you were still only. You were. You could still get it for like a hundred bucks. Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going to like one when no store had them. I remember going to these like places like Frank and Son, and and then going to like these other. Star Wars expos and stuff yeah. like that. And that's where my cousin would get these Beanie Babies and shit from. He wasn't actively looking for Beanie Babies, but like when somebody wanted to trade him something, you know, they'd throw in some Beanie
0: Babies to like get some value. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, you could sell them for 40, 50 bucks some of
0: these things. Well, Le- Lena, she says, "How do I get these things to start selling?" And she's like, "I got to figure out a way to connect these to people." And she just had this idea that she was like, "Well, maybe I could write a poem." And that would okay. be really cute. So, oh yeah, each one was a little, was there like a little on the tag? On the tag, there's a little uh,
1: different. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Lena walks into Ty's office. It was each one different. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, she yeah. says, I got a great idea. And he says, you know, she's like, I want to write these little poems on the tag. And he goes, Can you get um, eight? Um, can you get 80 of them to me in 18 hours? And she was like, <laughs> she was like Yeah. And I wrote them. She said, I wrote 87.
1: Whoa, in 18 hours? Yeah. Shit. Keep in
0: mind, they're like you four line do, poems. They're like, shit. I'm a frog on a log. Yeah. Okay? I live in a bog. Yeah. It's not fucking difficult Dice shit. Dice on ice. <laughs> so anyway, Jack and Jill went up the hill. <laughs> Jack came down with a buck 40. <laughs> Here's one of the actual uh, uh, poems. Mm-hmm. Bongo's a monkey that lived in a tree. He's the happiest monkey you'll ever see. In his spare time, he plays the guitar. One of these days, he's going to be a big star. Mm-hmm. So that's what you're looking at. Yeah. So let's not acting like she parted the Red Sea uh, with no. 87 poems. Mm-hmm. The point is she comes up with this great idea, mm-hmm. and it does help them sell. And
1: and Ty Warner fucking moves an extra couple,
0: shifts an extra couple points, and she didn't see a dime. You are great at foreshadowing, my mm-hmm. man. Uh, well, Mary Beth, she says it was a toy you could play with. Uh, my ba- daughter was buying one a week with her allowance money, and you started seeing them in the Chicago area, and then you'd started trying I mean, to seek them out. I mean, you play with them. You, and that's a toy. Dog plays with them. No, you play with them, you pose them. I wonder how many
1: dogs destroyed. Just, yeah, a lot. You're right. Destroyed just thousands of dollars of bunny babies. Different variations started. Variation. I know. So, uh, the
0: Becky, American flag one was a big one. Yep. The Eagle was a big one. Well, Becky says, you know, it started with my daughter, Michelle, and she got excited about it, so I got excited about it. Well, next, we meet Becky's daughter, Michelle. She says, I told my mom, I said, hey, I'd really like to collect some of these. Can you help me out? And, you know, we have great memories of just racing around to different stores trying to get these Beanie Babies, and especially the rare ones. Um, Well, Joni says, if there was one that you wanted, you had to go look for them. And that was not an easy. There was no easy way to look for them because nope. they were only in small stores. Yep. So you had to drive around. Yep. So it was like being on a perennial scavenger hunt. It's fun. Well, Ty was not giving them information. It was a blank slate, and they Why had Why no- Ty
1: give them information? Like just the consumers in general.
0: Maybe there was a reason he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he's a marketing genius. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they had no idea how many were available. Where they were produced, when they were produced, and they had to figure out all this on their own. Well, next Becky pulls out an eight-inch binder, and it's like filled with like um, uh, Excel spreadsheets. Oh. No, oh. of like here's where this is, here's wow. where we got this. Sick. And she was like, I took an inventory, listed the dates. So this was our first event to put these things in chronological order. Now again, this is what's different collecting GI Joes. Remember when you get the back of the cards? Yeah, it it would have the, a list of all the, the all the, all, yeah, everything, all of them. Yeah, and you'd be like, the okay, Commando series, was in the next series, series one, and the next series there was coming none out. None of this shit.
1: No, it was just it didn't even have a packaging. It was just no a fucking.
0: So Ty's like, you're on your own, assholes. So it's Mary quite says genius. quite
1: genius, actually. Yeah.
0: After a while, we started saying, well, there must be a finite number of these things
1: and easily scammable.
0: Oh, we'll get there. And having that collector's mentality, you wanted to check them off a list and have all of that. Yep. Well, Michelle, she says from there on, it became a multiple trip. Do what we can keep going until you were tired. until there were no other stores in the area that might have what we were looking for. Yeah. And then my mom just took it to an extreme, and it became her thing instead of mine. Yep. Well, Mary Beth says I'm afraid to say I was actually the one that got so intense, and it became almost an obsession. That's an understatement. It was right? an obsession. It was an obsession. And Peggy says this is how the thing. Well, what do you expect with a bunch of women who have nothing to fucking do at home that drink all day, drink
1: all day. My <laughs> husband doesn't fuck me. <laughs> My son's an asshole. It's My really daughter's weird. a slut.
0: It's really weird because Peggy, she looks better now than she did like 30 years yeah, ago. Yeah. I
1: mean, because she's not fucking stressed out with
0: the, the kids. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but this is how the collecting craze happened. It happened by accident by parents, mainly mothers, basically collecting these for their children. So Peggy says, I, you know, come from the Chicago area. I've been a uh, beanie baiter baby collector for many many years since day one and paula who was my younger sister and a physician at the time which tells me she probably lost her job <laughs> <getting laughs> man yeah. you know i uh, can't come into work today <laughs> man, you're, you're supposed to be in surgery in three yeah. hours <laughs> that's all right i'll be in the gift shop main yeah. lighting
1: uh this reindeer dude imagine you walk into the fucking the doctor's office like you're going to go perform surgery and you realize yeah. that the gift shop has just purchased like a fresh box of or case of yes. Beanie Babies. You're like, get the fuck, the get the case of Beanie Babies right now well, that's, or I'm going to
0: club you to death. That's where she found him in the hospital gift that's shop. That's fucking hilarious. Okay. So she would just be like, I have to have this one. And it was total love at first sight. And I thought they were the cutest things ever created. And I love the names and they would make me giggle. Man, these there's no way these women are getting fucked. I know. Uh, I mean, I still giggle. They this are these are the cute. same women who have Tupperware parties. Now, here's the thing: and while so Mary Kay, while Peggy's telling this story, she's got her uh, bare feet um, in exposed on the camera, and she keeps curling her toes and rubbing her feet together while she's getting interviewed. Okay, and it looks fucking creepy.
1: Well, she's nervous. She's <laughs> she's like
0: nervous. She's like fucking. It's like me.
1: Imagine me stopping doing all the cool stuff that I do, and then. We're at a party Uh and fucking somebody's doing some cool stuff. And I'm like,
0: I want to be doing the cool stuff too. Okay, I gotcha. Well, the interviewer says, do you have kids, Peggy? And she's like... No, I traded them for Beanie Babies. (laughs) It's like, look, look, when the
1: children are 10 or 11, you can sell their organs off and you can make a pretty good profit. Than if you just sell them off by themselves, it's
0: weird. She says, no, I have stepchildren. Doesn't (laughs) I would consider stepchildren my kids? (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't have fucking children. I got some stepchildren. (laughs) She's like, are they into Beanie Babies? And she's like, "Uh, they were not. No, No, they were not. Well, flashback to in Peggy. fact, I don't appreciate that tone. <laughs> <laughs> flashback to Peggy in the 90s. And she's like, I'm here to go shopping for Beanie Babies. She walks into a gift shop. Uh, the first thing the clerk says, do you bring the cash? It's, there's like no transparency about what's going on here. Yeah, She's doing bulk orders and backdoor and stuff, and they're not even putting them on the shelves. She's walking out with like cases of them. That's and awesome. Peggy says, when I started collecting, I had recently gotten married. I was hiding them because my new husband's thinking, oh, I married a crazy woman, oh, which no, she he did. obviously did. <laughs> <laughs> so she hid them. And then finally she said, uh, I have to tell you, I've been hiding them. And he just said, um, do you collect all these toys all the time? You know, she said, I was like a normal person and here I am not acting normal. Um, for the record, record, she was never acting normal. Yeah. Um, she's clearly on wine. Yeah, okay, or mentally challenged. <laughs> so, yes. Um, Mary Beth says it was evident very early that you couldn't get all the beanie babies by just going to different stores in your local area. No, so then started another phase of my collecting, which was going outside of my state to find mm-hmm. the ones you couldn't find in state. Yeah. 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 So they're yeah. making road trips. Mm-hmm. And Becky says, we called Ty and they gave us some stores that they were available in. So we started calling those stores. And we would say, okay, do you know any other gift shops in your area? Then we would call the Chamber of Commerce in those cities and say, give us a list of your gift shops. And she's like, we were racking up $2,000 phone bills a month. Jesus Christ, dude. Well, Peggy says... So now how expensive phone calls were. back Oh, yeah. Day. She says, so now you're creating a market innocently by women calling all over the United States. I wasn't the only one. You got Becky from Naperville. Uh, she's paying with a credit card. Uh, Mary Beth. She was one. And then the gift shop owners, they would even say to me, all these women are coming from Naperville. I said, was it Becky? And they knew her name. And they were like, yeah, we just ran Becky's credit card. And I thought, damn, she got to it before I did. So Mary says, Mary Beth says, I never felt like there was a competition between the other collectors. There was plenty of room for everybody. Peggy says, we didn't get along. There was a lot of competition. (laughs) (laughs) And women are the worst. I deal with men anytime. Women, and oh my gosh, yeah, there was competition. Well, uh, Of course, uh, this is a huge hit overnight. It starts getting mainstream news coverage. And Joni says it was going on here in Chicago, but it hadn't gone national yet. So we had a year head start before people started finding out about Beanie Babies. And apparently, it was steady growth until Ty had an article in People Magazine. Mm. You guessed it. Joni Hirsch Blackman, fellow mm. Beanie Baby collector herself. Wow. So, you know, she runs this article for people and, um, you know, it was a huge deal. And, you, you know, the headline was Ty Warner Beanie Babies are the new gotta have toys. Well, he didn't want to be in this story. He wanted the toys to be the story and they certainly were. Well, Mary Best says Ty Warner and Ty Inc. did absolutely no advertising and they did no media. There was nothing that came from the company. And Becky says people wanted someone who was associated with Beanie Babies to connect with. And Peggy says it goes from one child to the parents, to the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents. And Becky says, so we would have people from magazines and radio shows calling us. So we became the Beanie Baby Advocates for Collectors. they're making talk shows, Mm -hmm. these three women. Yeah. Because there's nobody out front in front of Ty that's selling the product. Uh, So they kind of become celebrities in their own right. Mm, They're like uh, elder statesmen. Correct. So, you know, Becky says, I can say, hey, I think Becky and Peggy and Mary Beth really did a lot for Ty to get this whole thing moving in the right direction. Well, the year these neighbors started collecting beanie babies in it's 1996 that year, ties uh sales shot up 1000 percent. well i can see how just collecting them
1: is troublesome to some people because you're just collecting them then what's like i like what like what real collect not collectors i guess like the the scene that I was more around was more around the buying and the selling of them. Buy low, sell high. That was or the only that's reason. Common. That's the only reason for yeah. <clears throat> to do any of this. Like for me, the Star Wars action figures, I collected them. The, 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 the newer ones yeah. when they came back in the mid-90s. When they not when not when the sequels came out. Yeah. But uh, the prequels, not when the prequels came out, but when they re-released Star Wars on THX. You know, with like yeah. back in the movie theaters yeah, yeah. with some extended scenes. Yeah, that was in 95, 96. That's when all those action figures started. And by then, there was like Ty had like a a pretty good foothold in like the in the collectors scene. So every any all these places you'd go, you see Star Wars action figures, the new ones, the old ones, some GI Joes, and fucking just a stack of Beanie Babies.
0: What about your Faggy um, Power, uh, Rangers? Power
1: Rangers? Weren't, I mean. They were, they were somewhat collectible and yeah. somewhat rare, and you could get How those. How many times
0: did you dress up in pink and Halloween in a leotard? I did. At, I dressed that as shooting.
1: the. I dressed as the Black Ranger once, I think.
0: Okay. Well, uh, they sell out. The beanie ba- babies they get cleaned out by Uh-oh. all the malls. It's there's a demand problem. Yeah. So you see stores that are just like we're out of stock. Yep. Don't walk in here. Yeah, um, out of Beanie Babies. Uh, everybody's wiped out. Mm-hmm. Well, through archival footage, we meet Harry L. Rinker. I don't know if I like that name. Um, Rinks. And he says, my name's Harry Rinker, and during my career, I was known as the Beanie Meanie. What mm. makes the Beanie Baby come alive is the secondary market. Yeah. Not the primary. No. Where it first is sold, but what happens to it when somebody tries to resell it? Yeah. Kids started demanding that the parents buy Beanie Babies for them because their friends had them. Yeah. Parents said, oh, my gosh, I can't find this. I need to go get a Beanie baby. Beanie baby. And they went to the store and it wasn't there. So then they had to go to the secondary market, which at the time, this pre-internet, yeah. was the newspaper columns. Yeah. So you know, then you got to pay double, triple, or even quadruple. <laughs> so we see something flash on the screen that says Market Bubble when an asset's price surges to a level far above its real value. Right. AKA tulip mania dot com bubble cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's get back to Mary Beth. Hex. <laughs> let's get back to Mary Beth's middle son, Dave. She said, he says, essentially, with any bubble, what it starts with is enthusiasm from a small group. You ask
1: me, Hex is still in the bubble. <laughs> that shit can fucking,
0: is going to go down to nothing. Uh, different show. Uh, <laughs> he says, I am the son of one of the original Beanie Ladies and my education is in finance and Beanie Babies is a case study in just how a few people pushing in an idea and enthusiasm can make crazy things happen.
1: Mm-hmm. So this was government propaganda is what you're saying.
0: Probably. Love it. So people are waiting 18 and a half hours in front of gift shops, those little tiny places Nothing. to get their beanie babies. That ain't shit. Um, yeah. I remember like when the Star Wars re-release came yeah. out. I was there, baby. people were camping out. I was camping. I was there. Yeah. 5 a.m. Toys R
1: Us, baby. Not me. Go look for the Princess Leia with only two belt loops instead of three belt loops. Oh, yeah? Oh, I knew all the little tricks. Wow. And all the... Go look for the Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker with... The Well, so they they started off with long lightsabers, and then those became choking or poking hazards. I don't remember. So then they went to the shorter lightsabers. So they went to the shorter lightsabers. But for a while, the most rare... So the ones with the long lightsabers are rare. Yeah. But the ones that are the most rare are the long lightsaber tray... But the short lightsaber. You're because, talking about the
0: original
1: star Wars. No, 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 no. I no, thought no. I remember the tray
0: no. that the start the
1: lightsaber. Not tray those made. tray. No, no, no. So there's the, the not that tray, no. So when you're when you uh the re-releases yeah um in ninety-five-96, the let's say you had Luke Skywalker, Ben Kenobi, Vader, they had the Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. A Obi-Wan, respect. Obi-Wan. And they would have the the they would have the bubble, and the bubble <laughs> would just be them standing there and the next in, in within the bubble. <laughs> There's a tray, part of the bubble, that the lightsaber sits in. And you can see the lightsaber standing right next to it on the side of the the action figure. So So they went from a long lightsaber to a short lightsaber. But in the meantime, before the bubbles for the short lightsaber were ready, they were putting action figures... With the long lightsaber tray, but mm-hmm. they only had a short lightsaber. So there was another inch or so left in the tray that you could see. Now, did they do this on purpose? The, some people say yes. Some people say no. I mean, yeah. like some of the stuff, like the fucking Boba Fett with the half circle on the hand. rather than the, There's all the, like Han Solo with a slightly open hand versus yeah. the closed hand. Like all yeah.
0: that shit. I know all that shit. Um, let's meet... A uh, absolutely obsessed beanie baby collector, uh, Janine Twardus. She says, I wrote a song. It's a beanie rap. And the words just flowed through my fingers as I typed them into a computer. People have told me it's catchy. Give me a little music. Let me tell you about a story about a guy named Ty. He created these beanies that make me high. Little beans in there, bodies and cute little faces. I'm addicted to them. Been to all kinds of places, smuggling beanies. Upstairs, it's no lie. And I blame it all on a guy named Ty. It's a beanie wrap. It's a beanie wrap. It's a beanie wrap. I'm all tied up. Not quite Eminem, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was so fascinated with the beanie wrap Mm -hmm. that I tried to find the full-length version Mm-hmm. and it can't be found anywhere you
1: know what it reminded me of what that chargers song from the 70s like let's go chargers and it's like fucking i'm a charger than now and i'm a charger then i'm gonna get you back in it's like it's just a ghetto it's like a a funky rap for the san diego chargers right
0: it reminded me of the super bowl shuffle from it's '85.
1: basically what it is well, she said, I'd actually... I hit him high and I hit him low. I hit him
0: around and they don't know or whatever the <laughs> fuck. Like, it's so
1: retarded.
0: Well, <laughs> listeners out there, if you... I'm going to put a bounty up. If you could get me a full-length version of uh, Genie Tortoise's uh, beanie wrap, nah. I'll make it worth your while. So, I don't know what I'm going to give you, but I want a full version of this. Okay. Well, uh, her name's Janine, by the way. Archive.web will have it. Uh, no, I, I, I think was on there Oh, also? I didn't look there. Anyway, Janine says I actually sold some in my store and on the internet. I even tried sending a copy to a local radio station. She, now, this is the tape of the beanie wrap she's referring to. Right. She had tape copies. She it. Made. She made a great. <laughs> yeah. She. She was like, this is gonna be. This is gonna be on every commercial. Well, she was like, I was in the navy. I mean, we're talking about it now. I was a cryptological technician, and when I left the Wait, navy,
1: Chase Bigfoot in the navy.
0: I don't know. It's, it's cryptological cryptos- technician. Crypt- cryptozoology. Yeah, that's a different thing. I know. When it's I sad. left the navy, I was working for a bank, and it's I worked. It crypt- in- probably means like c- code ciphering point is she worked at the FBI for three years too, code ciphering and she was like do I want to do this for the rest of my life yeah stupid yeah get a pension yes from the FBI. you do want to do it so yeah. you don't go to jail for January 6th yeah and this chick sounds like the type of bitch that would storm the Capitol and I'm pretty sure they tell you who killed Kennedy after you get they your 20 year button after no, you get your 20 year button no, they do no anyway she says Bro, no she says it was 96 they're gonna be like it was those guys over there <laughs> pointing to the CIA building uh, she says it was 96 and AOL had just come out, and I saw an yeah, article. Age, sex, location. Is that what that means? ASL? That, I just saw that yesterday. Is, what does that mean? Age, ASL? Sex, age, sex, location.
1: What does that mean? Like when you're like, in a chat room, you'd yeah. write, you'd type in, um, like if you just want to come in and type in and chat with somebody, yeah. you type, you know, for me, it would be like, uh, you know, 14 right. M. That's Los what you Angeles.
0: No, that's what you are. You're 14? At the time I was. Oh. So, ASL is not a new thing? No. Oh, because I just I saw it. was younger than 14, actually. I just I was, saw it yesterday. I was,
1: I was on AOL probably in okay. like 95. Yeah, 90, 94, 95. Okay. 96. Anyway. Um, 94.
0: She basically. She got my computer in 93. Saw the crazy article about beanie babies in a local Chicago newspaper. And it described how people were both going crazy over these little animals. And I got on the internet to see if anybody else was collecting them. And back then they had the chat rooms on AOL, and it wasn't formalized like you know today. It's pretty formalized. It was very rudimentary. Yeah, I'm just joking. Um, and then there's a bunch of creepers on there too. Yeah, they do the you've got mail thing, and uh,
1: we do. We used to go when I was I'm talking eight years old. Yeah, we, and like and be, so I was like nine or ten when I yeah. got internet, dude. And my parents are foreigners. Yeah, basically, they have no idea what we're doing. And like we would go to our, we shoot my mom. My mom she grew up in the United States pretty much. She came here when she was two years old. So she, but she would go to. But she had like really strict parents. With, so how many goats did she bring over? My my her 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 brother also only one goat. Okay, uh,
0: that my, was her dowry i don't know she, what that is that's when you have are your, those the size of her breasts no she well <laughs> inde- well like, like
1: dowried that's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you're getting married and you're like uh i've got like five goats three calves uh, like an endowment yeah. but dow- yeah, yeah. dowry it's yeah. probably that's, where the word comes from well no but
1: uh she but like we would go to my she like she on friday nights it was common for her to go to her friend's house and then so like she they, all the kids would go to this you know go with them yeah every once in a while and there's nothing to do there, except for we would go on fucking AOL and just chat with strangers yeah. about nothing.
0: Yeah. You know what's Nonsense. wild? I didn't get on the internet until 99. Yeah. Because... You didn't know how to work. it. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. People were like... You didn't even like, know how to type a bit. Dude, no.
1: no. They you weren't were like, a woman.
0: <laughs> they were like... <laughs> that's
1: why women are that's why all the best hackers are in the world because because they can type we, fast because women because hackers are just like the most evolved form of i think of you a just secretary. saw
0: hacker with angelina jolie and that's your fantasy so i don't I just believe recently that saw true. that for the first time and i don't find her
1: attractive very much
0: um, it's weird but I, I remember the internet coming out And I was like, yeah, I don't have time for this shit. I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) What is this bullshit? Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, but you got to get on, you know, an email. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm not getting an email. So I think I got one of those things that was. Very hard to figure out at first. I remember seeing people doing Until it in college. A-L-L. Like, I'd walk down this hallway and I'd be like, What are you doing? They're like, I'm sending a letter to somebody. And I'm just like, Fucking loser. Yeah. I'm like, Try a fucking stamp in an envelope. Yeah. It'd be classy. And 30
1: years later, you still haven't figured it out. <laughs> so anyway, it's amazing. So, anyway,
0: let's get back to uh, Lena. So, basically, what happens is Lena, employee number 12, she goes to Thai. And she goes, Hey, Ty, I don't know if you know, but there's this thing called the internet. And um, we could list all of our products and then a guest book. And it's kind of like when you go to a wedding, you have a guest book, and she said, He asked a bunch of questions, and I remember he said, Let's build this. This might turn into something cool. So then, of course, Beanie Babies gets its own website and keep in mind nobody's really using the internet yeah it just crashes the website the first hour (laughs) of course it did yeah and that's when the journey began (laughs) so according to them it was one of the first blogs that ever existed on the internet and it was a predecessor of to facebook in the idea that it was saying what are you doing right now at this moment so um you know it had BDB games on it it had a list with graphics and we see it it looks like a nine dollar website yeah it's geocities bullshit no this is way before that i think i mean so the same shit anyway yeah uh, it's
1: just fucking like you could tell like it's the same and yeah, i know I I exactly what you mean it's got this these trite backgrounds and it's just looks sad. funky like yellow and blue
0: buttons for the home page or whatever well, they get a billion hits, and it was constantly crashing. Literally,
1: actually, actual billion hits? Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Over a billion. Whoa. And uh, according to Mary Beth, the Beanie Baby craze never would have happened if there wasn't an internet. Uh, but the internet in and of itself was not enough to make Beanie Babies what they became. So on the guest book, Ty Warner allowed uh, all these girls to talk to each other why, and Why chat. is it all just girls only? Because they guys aren't into beanie babies, guys are into fishing poles and baseball cards. So, I mean, I'm sure there's some gay guys, so it's really weird. Um, uh, there's the only Ty's the creator, he's a man, yeah. Okay, so anyway,
1: he's gay then. <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> you didn't fuck any of these women or start a cult, he's obviously gay.
0: Well, anyway, imagine he
1: pe- started a cult, people.
0: He did. Yeah, yeah. This is a cult. Yeah. So people start swapping Beanie Babies. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. Hook me yeah, up yeah. with this one. I need this one. Yeah. I'm charging. So in '96, there were 51 different Beanie Babies you could no longer buy in store. They had been quote retired unquote.
1: Interesting. That means that the that the harem that was that was creating them was shut down by the fucking local police for being a racket, probably. Probably. Well. <laughs> Uh, Mary you can't death. have eight-year-old children making Beanie Babies, ma'am. Uh you
0: can, and it's gonna happen. <laughs> I know that. So just be patient. I know it's all that. I know everything about this shit. So there were only be certain Beanie Babies in production for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So suddenly, and then only
1: certain ones went to certain locations because they were being made locally, and they only went to, they only made it as far as whatever San Diego or where the fuck. Well,
0: suddenly they weren't able to make particular ones because yeah. they'd run out of fabric. Exactly. Or they wouldn't get the shipment. Mm-hmm. And then they found out a particular item people was less available. And that people them. And my whole point on I'm watching this mm-hmm. is like, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. You're a suburban housewife. Yeah. This is called market manipulation. They yeah. never ran out of the cloth. Nope. They you think they did. Nope. Uh, this is all by design. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Peggy says, I don't think they yeah. did it on purpose. Oh, <laughs> no. Of course not. <laughs> I think it was just a fluke. And I know, but, but where are they being made?
1: They're all they're being made all over the place. They're not being made in one place. Correct. Yeah to my knowledge. That's how you know it's fucking that's that's that was actually the key to it. <laughs> no packaging and being made all over the place, but still in the United States. Most of them, right? I think in the United States. Right? They
0: don't say where they
1: were made, to my Interesting. knowledge. Interesting. I don't I didn't recall that. I, I I definitely remember one appeal of Thai Beanie Babies. Was that they're all made
0: in the U.S. Am I wrong about that? You could be. That I don't recall seeing okay. that. Okay. Or they mentioned it. That. That's interesting. Uh, By the way, there's two more Beanie Baby documentaries I, I could uh, watch now. and we could do. Nope. Buddy, this could be Beanie Baby month.
1: What? I wonder. Uh, there must be. I mean, it, we must be going into the 20-year anniversary. M- it, something. It's, it's got to be this year. 93 must be the, what is the 40-year anniversary? Probably the 40, yeah. 40-year anniversary? That makes sense. Or well, maybe anyway. might be coming up on the 50-year Well, No. Well, yeah, because te- well, technically it started in 86, they said, and I'm 37. No,
0: 93 would be 30 years.
1: That's what I'm saying. But yeah. I, but it said 86 was the f- inception of Ty of the company. And so I'm 37. So in three years, it'll be 40 years. But maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're doing this. Who knows? 35 year anniversary. Well, here's Go what on. you
0: need to know. Ty wanted to capitalize on that and not just quietly let one of the beanie babies retire, but to actually start letting people know. Well, two weeks before January, 1997, Ty closes down his website and he puts a clock on the website and we're all waiting. And then all of a sudden, January 1st, he tells us all about the Beanie Babies that were going to be retired. Wow. So you had people in stores so they could go and pick them up before they're all gone. It was like, you don't want to miss out. Yeah. Well, behind all this, there's a reporter saying, is a carefully crafted strategy add one new beanie to the market, take one away, and one by one, the beanies move into the endangered species category. Right. Well, Mary Beth says the collectors loved it. Nothing to spark a collector's interest more than you can't have it anymore. So then people now are going in to see if they just retired one and they'd find out somebody got retired and they'd be like, I want all 50 of them. You know, and they weren't doing this thing where it's like one per customer. No. Do you know what I mean? There weren't any regulations Dude, on that. What'd you find out? My
1: cousin, I'm looking at the most expensive beanie babies today. Don't, no, no,
0: no. That's later in the show.
1: I'm not looking at that. I'm just, yeah. I'm looking, I am looking at them. Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm. all I'm going to say is
0: my cousin's got every single one of them. Okay. We're going to get to that <laughs> later in the show. So crazy. Well,
1: then they're, and they're not, they're still. You know what's funny? Is they they put a pretty big range on a lot of these, too. Don't.
0: Just stop. Okay, I got, got all this covered. Okay, all you yeah. got to do is show up, get baked, <laughs> and talk back to me. You know what this reminds me of, Dave? What's that? Something that I doubt you have any idea happened. Okay. Because you were probably, you were born in 84, 85. 86. 86. Mm-hmm. This happened when you were one. You remember yes. New Coke? Yes, I do remember.
1: Well, do you talk about before they went to diet, there was sugarless Coke? No. Okay. That's
0: what you think you know. Or it was like the zero sugar? No. Okay, go on. This is one of the most controversial uh, moves in what I would say consumer cyclical history. Okay. In And I'm glad you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. But basically what happened in 1985, Coca-Cola came out and they, they announced they were renaming Coke to Coke 2. Okay? What? Yes, yeah, you don't know about this. Yeah, I don't think I know about this. Let's hear it. Okay, so here's what happens. You got the Cola Wars. Now, yep. I wanted to do a doc on the Cola Wars forever. There's a couple out there they are not good enough to cover. So give me a little Simpsons music. What happened to your music controls, bro? Thank you. We're going to give you a little mini you episode. You have to say, this is a Simpsons
1: episode, and that lets me hit the trime. That's not Simpsons okay. music, because so that's a Simpsons bite. It's been a while. Yes.
0: Okay, give me a little Simpsons music. No, no.
1: It's... Okay.
0: We're going to talk about New Coke. Okay. In '85, Coca-Cola they've been losing market share Mm -hmm. to diet soft drinks Mm -hmm. and non-cola beverages. Yeah. So what? Do you remember the Pepsi Challenge? Coke Pepsi Challenge. We did one for Pepsi. Where's my Yeah, I was able to tell. So here's the thing. I was successful. Correct. So was I. Because why? Pepsi sweeter. We all know this. I guess so. So they did all these blind taste tests and what coke found is that their new flavor not coca-cola mm-hmm. this new flavor they created was beating pepsi and their current coca-cola recipe in the sense that
1: like customers liked it better they
0: all liked it better by a huge huge majority so what they did is they said okay we're going to come out with a new coke people coke lost their fucking minds wow it was only out for 90 days wow Because everybody lost their But
1: like they discontinued
0: the other one. Yeah. Oh, that's stupid. Well, it is a cautionary tale against tampering with an an established successful brand. Now, there's a lot of theories as to why this went down and did they uh, do this on purpose? Uh, There's a very famous quote. The the exec said, uh, we're not that smart and we're not that dumb. So I'm gonna give you a little background on how all this went down because it's one of the most fascinating uh, chapters in American history. As so far you're saying as brand you're branding.
1: mediocre by saying you're not that smart, and you're not that dumb, great. No, they're talking about the grand
0: scheme of this whole <laughs> know, thing and how it went down. Yeah, so you're mediocre. You gotta remember, this is 85 and it's 99 years into Coca-Cola's existence. Right. Coca-Cola was created in the South. I know. This dude Pemberton, I think, made it. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> that's their branding of course well hey santa claus didn't make Cola. no uh, saint nick okay. no that's their beauty their brand i branding. know okay. i know i know i know that polar bears didn't invent coke okay well here's what you need to know after world war ii uh, they had 60 percent of market share uh, for all of cola oh, products no. well it declined <gasps> Sounds by, like Bud, Bud Light. It declined by twenty four percent in mm-hmm. nineteen eighty three because oh, yeah. Pepsi comes in. It wow. gives them a run for their money. Who started Pepsi? Uh, I can't Pepsi's remember. Who's the other one? Okay, Pepsi on. Co. Uh, do you remember that famous song? We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. Yeah, so there was rock and roll, of color wars. I can't take it anymore. anymore. Oh, that's hilarious. So that's in reference to this massive thing that Pepsi versus Coke. Correct. It'd be it's like it was like car commercials. Correct.
1: Just be Pepsi commercial, Coke commercial. Well,
0: and it, and by the way, as you know, I was in a Pepsi commercial. Yes. And it was one of yes. the most painful things for me to do in my life because I hate Pepsi, but I I did it for the money. Well. Ba- here's what coke thought they thought that baby You did the Bo- pepsi commercial so you can buy coke correct
1: you know what i'm talking about i know what you're
0: talking about so coke thought that all their baby boomer customers were going to start drinking diet drinks as they got older to mm-hmm. remain health conscious
1: oh, yeah so healthy yes
0: so the problem is pepsi they were always like we're the younger generation so they thought that the younger the new, generation, yeah, the new generation was moving towards Pepsi. Wow. So overall, though, this market was declining in the 80s. So um, basically what happened is the CEO of Coke was a man by the name of Roberto Guazeta. And he basically puts a commission together and gets all these people involved to create a new flavor of Coke. It was called Project Kansas. Now this is fascinating. They didn't even let their advertisers know that they were doing this. So what they because they didn't want any Pepsi Nolan. So they hired a separate team of advertisers to work. You know, m- most people were at ninety five. Mm-hmm. Then they would work like six to ten mm-hmm. on the Kansas project. Wow. So again, they put these. They get this formula. They put it out in this it's sweeter, and everybody that they test, they like it better than regular Coke and a regular pepsi now so you got to remember coca-cola in the south it's a religion okay right. yeah and it was their strongest and most reliable market in fact yeah, gas stations it's just it's it's just a southern thing. every gas station and there's a very famous thing where people they refer to soda so, you know how it's soda regional. coke yeah 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 like in the midwest it's pop pop or cola east coast it's, it's soda. Cool. Or you, if you're in the South, a waitress says, "Can I get you anything?" Somebody will say, "What kind of cokes do you have?" Yeah. What yeah, flavor yeah, cokes? We're,
1: we're favorite, that's
0: hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So well, a- anyway, that's like, get me a Kleenex. Yeah. So anyway, they basically say we're going to come out with you know this Coke 2 product. Mm-hmm. Well, the bottling companies they're threatening to sue Coca-Cola. Wow. If they do this, why? Because they're like, we want our we want Coke. We don't want this new Coke. Okay? How, how would they have any standing to sue them? Are you kidding me? So, like, if you ever look at the ticker on like uh, Coca-Cola on the on the stock market, it's KO. Okay. That's Coke. There's okay. all sorts of bottling tickers that are they're different companies. Okay. So they have power when it comes to distribution. Uh-huh. So what you need to know is this: the bottlers are complaining, and uh, at the same time. Coke had br- brought out Diet Coke and Cherry Coke mm. with New Coke in Cherry 85. Coke's the best, man. It was such a huge, huge thing. Fucking Cherry Coke. So well, bad. the bottling companies they were suing Coke over the syrup pricing policies. Syrup okay. Pricing policies. Okay. So, the new Coke v- brand mm-hmm. was going to cannibalize Coke sales. And increase the proportion of Pepsi drinkers relative to Coke drinkers. Interesting. So, when Guazeta, before he became CEO, he worked in the Bahamas in a subsidiary and he'd improved the sales down there by tweaking the drinks' uh, flavor just slightly. Okay. And it was so receptive that he thought he could boost profits. So, his motto was new Coke or no Coke. Mm. All right. And he insisted that the new label said new Coke okay. on them. So Gozeta, he goes to his mentor and predecessor, um, who's Robert Woodruff, very famous man uh, who was you know involved with Coca-Cola and the brass for years. And he says, "I need your blessing for reformulation." <laughs> but Gozeda, his closest friends, they're like, there's no way Bob or Woodruff's gonna let you do this. Well, it was later revealed Woodruff was too old and screwy in the head. He didn't nah. really even know what they was talking about. That's hilarious. And he dies a month before they launch New no, Coke. No shit. Yeah. So wow. New Coke gets, I want
1: I wonder so 90 days that guy lost and he was already gone. No, for sure. He
0: never lost his job. <laughs> and but God. here's why we're gonna get to that. Okay. So new Coke gets introduced on April 23rd, 1985. So production of the original formulation ended that week. Well, people lost their fucking minds. I vividly remember people making a run to the stores and buying every Coke they could because they're like, I'm never going to have Coca-Cola ever again. That's hilarious. Obviously. Well, there's very famous stories of like stock boys that took all the Coke Mm -hmm. and made like an up Charge of like sure you know, 200% yeah. backdoor and two liters of yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a Coke for like 20 bucks. Same shit happened when the fuck in 94
1: when the um when the uh the what is it called the 94. World Cup in 94 uh-huh. when the World Cup came around yeah, you can get those pins from like supermarkets like vons yes. and stuff like that but you have to buy a two liter you have to buy a two liter of Coke and you get two pins
0: or For every two two two-liters, you'd get two pins. Yes. is how it worked, I think. Well, so here's the thing. Coke has a press conference, big deal, Lincoln Center, and they bomb at the press conference. Why? Because Pepsi, they know about what's going on, and they ask all these questions and feed them to the reporters. And Guazeta's up there, and he says it's a bolder, rounder, more harmonious flavor, and... He said, "Look, our formula is not sacrosanct or in invi- invo- inviolable. How do you say that word? Well, inviolable. Inviolable. So, you got you, Coke was kosher, okay? Literally kosher. Yeah, they have
1: some. they had, they had the fucking uh, rabbi come yeah. and bless the whole place. Tobias Geffen. Yeah. That
0: was the rabbi, and he had we made, talked about this before. Not on this show." I mean, what
1: other fucking show am I going to talk about it?
0: Maybe we're driving in the car. You're (laughs) baked. So he made two changes to the formula. So it could be kosh as well as halal and vegetarian. We've
1: definitely talked about this specifically about, like, about the. There was something we talked about where the rabbis would go in and bless the somethings that they were doing. Yeah, it wasn't coke. No,
0: no, no. I mean, you know what I mean. Anyway. The emphasis on this new formula was a sweeter taste, and it also had run contrary to previous Coca-Cola advertising because they had Bill Cosby back in the day, mm. and they branded it the original one. Coke, no, Coke, how many Coke how many, how many, uh, see fucking drugs?
1: <laughs> Have you ever listened
0: to the Spanish Fly
1: bet? I you know what I'll be honest, haven't heard a whole lot of Cosby Standard. You're not and missing ev- anything. And
0: every, but everybody They're all, all the idiots.
1: All the comics that are like your yeah. age, yep. they all He's a genius
0: love him. It is the dullest, most boring shit. You gotta listen to it when you're a kid, probably. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anyway, after this announcement, Coke stock goes through the roof. Okay. Well, market research showed 80% of the American public was aware within days of the change. So it's got this, in this initial success. And that's not success though. <laughs>
1: What's that? That's not initial success. No, it's it, got it's got it's got it 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 it's successful in the sense that people know that it's happening. Right. But it's not you can't say that it has this initial success. Well, it, Coke sales were up 8%. Okay, Coke sales are up. That's not
0: Coke 2 sales. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. They do surveys yeah. indicating that the majority of regular Coke drinkers like the new flavor. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Three-quarters of the respondents said they would buy new Coke again. The big test, however, was in the South where Coke had been first bottled. Mm -hmm. So this is when uh, you have people basically saying, if you don't put Coke out there, we're going to lose our minds. Uh, People were offering to buy Coke's original flavor and re-bottle it, rebrand it somehow. Yeah,
1: And apparently now it's still not even patented. I think we talked about that is Coke is not patented because they don't want anybody to know the recipe. Correct.
0: Well, they get 40,000 calls and letters, and they're all angry letters. Um, Another guy basically says, can I get an autograph from the CEO because he's the dumbest executive of all time? So they've got this hotline, 1-800-GET-COKE, and they have so many calls, they can't deal with them. And they hire a psychiatrist to listen on the calls, And they told the executives that the people calling sounded like they were discussing the death of a family member by losing Coke. Coke. (laughs) So people, this is like the biggest joke. I remember all the talk shows, they'd make jokes about this night and night on, and Fidel Castro, a longtime Coke drinker, (laughs) he contributed to the backlash calling new Coke a sign of American capitalist uh, decadence. And even the CEO's father, was pissed off at <laughs> his son, uh, <laughs>
1: so because he was a Cuban Do, like Let me tell you something. Yeah, I bet you those motherfuckers. The dads like would get on to talk shows even and be like, "So are you going to tell your son to uh, change the thing back or whatever?" You know, you. I don't know if you've noticed. Well, you haven't noticed this, but I've seen Lady Gaga's dad start going on to fucking podcasts now. And like he's doing. Just trying to be relevant? I don't know. It's so weird. Like he's like some kind of like right wing, like fucking. I don't
0: know. It's fucking weird. Well, let me tell you about a man named Gay Mullins. (laughs) (laughs) So he had. uh, He started a public relations firm with 120 grand and borrowed money and formed the old cola drinkers of America uh, to lobby Coke to reintroduce the formula or sell it to someone else. So. His organization's getting 60,000 phone calls a day. And then he files a class action lawsuit against the company. Now, obviously, it gets dismissed. The judge is like, it's a private company. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Just go fuck off. Yeah. So, I don't and, see how the bottlers can even have a say with it. Well, the judge actually w- noted that he I mean, unless there's some kind of contract. No, but the judge was <clears throat> a Pepsi drinker, too. This came out. This is how insane this, this is whole fuck... Retarded. I
1: know, but it's a this great... A Pepsi drinker? Yeah. <laughs> So then they're like the he's judge bought is like,
0: off. I'm a fucking Pepsi drink. Like, come on. So basically, um, you've got all these international bottling problems as well. Cause keep in mind, you can still get... Yeah. one thing I believe he might be yeah. a Pepsi drinker, he probably
1: owns Pepsi stock,
0: probably. Too. Uh, shit. Well, so the president or excuse me, Guazeta, he states that Coca-Cola employees who liked new coke felt unable to speak up due to peer pressure um, because that had happened in other focus groups. Well, Donald Kehoe, the president of Coca-Cola and chief operating officer reported overhearing someone say at his country club that they like new Coke, but they would be damned if I'll ever let Coca-Cola know that. So Pepsi in return, they're flipping out. They're like, we won the Cola Wars. These guys are morons. They gave up on their own brand. And they're calling it well, a win. Well, it was
1: Pepsi that's in fucking, you know, Pepsi was in uh, Back to the Future, not Coke.
0: Yeah, but Coke's in a lot of shit. I know. Just saying. So it's Distinctly Pepsi. Pepsi is so proud of this. They give all of their employees one day off of work saying, we won the Cold awards. <laughs> Okay. And Coke has admitted they are not, quote, the real thing, unquote. So Coke behind the scenes, they know we fucked up and they got to fix this. So they're trying to figure out a way to reintroduce this and, you know, I guess a soft landing, if you will. So uh, over the next couple months, they reduced the acidity level of the new formula, hoping to assuage complaints about the new flavor and allow its sweetness to be better perceived.
1: Hmm. But
0: all they got was more boycotts especially by bottlers. So the 20 bottlers formed up and they started suing (laughs) Coca-Cola. And uh, Coca-Cola had argued in its defense when the suit was originally filed that the formula's uniqueness and difference from Diet Coke justified different pricing policies from the latter. But if the new formula was merely an HFCS sweetened version of Diet Coke, Coca-Cola could not argue the formula was unique. Now this is important. HFCS is the root issue. All of this. This is okay. high fructose corn, corn syrup. Because the car- there's a lot of people that think this was all a fucking scam. Yeah. Because sugar big was sh- too expensive. big. Sugar. Big sugar. Big sugar.
1: Big sugar coming. They did. Big sugar came and did this in the 50s too. They came in. And they fucking faked all the research. Said your cholesterol is not from sugar and all that stuff. It's from red meat and all that bullshit. They big sugar's been. In cahoots this whole time. Go on.
0: Well, they know that they've got a fold Coca Cola. So after seventy-seven days, they hold a press conference. Yeah, the distributions fucking got them. And they they just the bish. They announce the return of the original Coca Cola formula. That's why you see cans that say Classic on it. Coca Cola Classic. Yeah. That what does was I mean, you know that meant the original formula. Uh, they took that off maybe about ten years ago.
1: But but they they had to put it back on so that everybody knew it was classic correct.
0: hilarious
1: correct so it was such Coca-Cola big news classic. that's hilarious that
0: Peter Jennings of ABC interrupted General Hospital with the special bulletin <laughs> to share the announcement <laughs> with viewers. Oh uh, my grandmother was pissed. <laughs> yes the the House floor of the Senate. Oh God. Uh, called it a meaningful moment in U.S. Yeah. history. Oh, did they? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. Now, here's the thing. You could still buy Coke, too. They just, rela- you know, yeah. it was on the side. Huh. Um, uh, There's
1: probably people for 10 years after that, like looking for like Beanie Babies, like Coke, too. <laughs> correct. I'll fucking buy all the Coke, too, you have now, right here's now. here's the thing.
0: There was a conspiracy mm. that once they put Coca-Cola back on the market, mm-hmm. it was still Coke, too. And people mm-hmm. are like, it's still Coke, too. That's You're hilarious. just trying to confuse us. They're probably,
1: they're probably still some similarity. I mean, you know, whatever, go on. So, it's
0: pretty funny. Um, Garrett Gay Mullins, <laughs> what a name, founder of the organization of Old Cola Drinkers of America. I can't
1: believe that's an actual thing.
0: <laughs> now I believe my grandfather when he says, don't join things. Was given the first case of Coca-Cola Classic. And later he complained that the drink now made him sick, which he blamed on the drink's use of high fructose corn syrup. That's probably why this is what made this change from fucking. He also claimed that high fructose corn syrup had dulled his taste buds, accounting Mm -hmm. for his preference of new (laughs) cocaine in taste tests. So stupid. So uh, basically, this was a boon to Coca-Cola. Great. okay so they're making tons of money awesome now the conspiracy theories behind all this mm-hmm. is did they do this on purpose was this all a massive ruse and here are the leading conspiracy theories mm-hmm. the company intentionally changed the formula hoping consumers would be upset with the company and demand the original formula to return which would cause sales to spike uh, and of course, this is when company president Keo said this famous quote, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. Um, the other one is that they went from uh, sugar to HF. Yeah. HF. That's probably the one which is much cheaper. Yeah. OK, like much <clears throat> cheaper.
1: Um, and then lastly, and then probably that's also probably why the bottlers started to get pissed off. That makes a lot more sense because. Now, you need a new mechanism of introducing a new. You, before you were using sugar. I don't know if they were using real sugar or what, how. They were using
0: pure cane sugar.
1: I, I'm just, yeah, I, I don't before. know exactly how it worked. Yeah, but you're right. Way. It might need a whole but new system. But like now, it needs a whole new system.
0: system, and a
1: whole new this, a whole new that. And they're like, na, no, 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 no. Yeah, to keep and people distri- hooked. And then the Koch brothers, like the actual Koch brothers, like K O C H. K C O C H. It's K O C H. Is it K O? Yeah. Okay, K O C H. Yep. Yeah, you're right. K O C H, like those guys were like, look, we own all the distribution plants. You're going to have to just listen to what the fuck we say, okay? Right. I don't know if it's actually Koch brothers. I think they were more like rubber and roadways and shit. They're everything, like that. bro. But like, I-, I have a feeling like some motherfuckers like them. You know, that owned like 13 bottling distribution plants from Pittsburgh to Wyoming. Right. What, you know, strong on them.
0: Well, the last theory is that uh, it provided cover for the final removal of all coca derivatives from the product to placate the Drug Enforcement Administration, but- which was trying to eradicate the plant worldwide to combat an increase in cocaine trafficking and consumption.
1: But was there actual, like, uh, how much of it even in, when, what year was this, in the 80s? This is 85. So there's actual, like, remnants of coca leaves in co-
0: in cocaine at that time? We don't know.
1: Oh, God.
0: So there is you know, some. I don't believe that shit. There, <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought you'd
1: jump on that. I mean, that shit, I mean, I don't know. Keep in mind, you, you weren't around it's when the war on It's not price efficient.
0: Well, we don't know. Um. Uh, the, the here's the thing they did some back research on this and they realized that the reason the taste test blew original coke and pepsi out of the water was because they were tiny sips just one sip it, you get this you get, little like yeah inch yeah. In your thing and yeah. it tasted better on the first shot yeah but if you drank 12 ounces of yeah. it it wasn't as good yeah because yeah, it makes sense coke's always known Too much to have a bite to it yeah and it's not as sweet and it's crisper and that's why I prefer it. Although I haven't had a real Coke in years. I drink diet now because I'm dying. It's fucking it's even worse. It's for you.
1: probably way even worse. The best thing, honestly, and I, I should go back to drinking these. They yeah. are slightly more expensive. Yeah. But those Pepsis with the real sugar are just to die for.
0: Yeah. Well, you could get real Coke um, with cane sugar in Mexico. And yeah, those are good still, too. In Canada. I worry about the bottles though, because all
1: those bottles are reused. Yeah, probably. It's called it's, recycling. I, no, 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 no. They could no. chip. They're not reuse. They're re- well. That's not recycling. Isn't re- that's not recycling. That's reusing bottles. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. I get it, you sanitizing. I'm sure yeah. somebody out there is going to call me retarded for thinking that. But I remember even like going down. I did. I went to a wedding in Mexicali with when I was dating my ex girlfriend, and they just brought. They go to the. They go to the fucking liquor store. You buy. For $8, you get a 24-pack of beer, and you just have to bring the bottles back. The bottles are fucking, like, $6. Right. So, uh, like, $6 of the case, so 12 and 24 of them. And, like, you, so so all your money is wrapped up in the fucking bottles. So you go, you take the bottles, you take them to the fucking, to, the, to where the wedding is going to be. Yeah. They put them all inside of a giant, like, refrigerated uh, uh, draft tap. And then you go in and return the bottles, and you get your fucking six dollars back, and you get basically twenty four bottles worth of beer for two dollars. That's how much it costs in Mexico. Um, yeah, so they just reuse
0: all the bottles there. One thing I was going to add to this, yeah, is the uh, majority of Coke sales—they're not Coke; it's um, Diet and Coke Zero. Those is it out, really, yeah, those That's outsell so regular gross. Coke. Ugh. Yeah. Now at they the outsell time, sell regular yeah. Diet
1: Coke. And Coke Zero Not outsell sold. regular yeah. Coke.
0: Yep. Get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. Um, the I other
1: wonder we have an epidemic of fat people in this fucking country because that shit doesn't allow your body to uh, regulate sugar correctly. You mean the diet aspartame? Oh yeah, yeah. It fucking ca- it makes your, it starts to trick your body into thinking it's processing artificial. Is that why I've gotten fat while drinking diet I Coke? I don't know if I don't know if that's the reason, but it's I'm sure certainly one of the reasons they use that shit to clean golf clubs.
0: Well, I want to. <laughs> I, want I mean, look, see, I drink it. I want to see if... Uh, you, Not diet. Do you remember Crystal Pepsi? Oh, yeah. Because that was a big I do failure. remember Crystal Pe- Pepsi. Do you remember Pepsi Free? <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi Free sort of sounds familiar. Okay, so here's... Because you're such a um, Back to the Future fan. Yeah. There's a very famous line mm. in that movie mm. when he walks in. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, the guy behind the counter is like, do you just fall uh, out of a boat? Why you got a life preserver on, yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like, what do you want? And he's like, give me a Pepsi free. And he goes, kid, if you want a Pepsi, you're going to yeah, pay, pay for, for it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again.
1: So is it supposed to be sugarless, Pepsi free?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was.
1: And they just took. They just I remember took, drinking they're it. They're like, fuck it. Let's it just change yeah. it to Diet Pepsi. Yep, It just sounds better. Um, if it says diet,
0: don't try it. Because back in the day,
1: everybody drank Tab. It was in a pink can. Yeah, no, not everybody. Well, a lot of people did. I don't know about that either. Yeah. Is that, that was just sparkling water. Um. Yeah, I guess it was. I don't, I don't think it's flavored. They had different colors too. Oh, that's right. Because there's a the tab blue tab one, one, the now? pink.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: I think I don't know if they had like a s-
0: slight flavor to it or not. Uh. Well, there you go. That's that's your Coke story. I was pretty sure you weren't av- aware of the massive summer. Mm -hmm. of whatever, 85, 86 it was, but it was such a huge deal. I mean, I I had family members Mm -hmm. going to the store and stocking up. It was so wild. Anyway, that's the end of our interlude. Let's get back to Beanie Babies. Please. Okay, so Dave. Yes. Do you remember Dave, Mary Beth's middle child? No. He says, well, what we saw with Beanie Babies is the supply went even lower as these Beanie Babies kept getting retired. So, you've got demand going higher, prices rising. You see how the psychology of both Ty Warner and the collectors played hand in hand to really fuel this mania. So, now you're probably asking yourself, what happens when a beanie baby gets retired? Well, the collectors say the price is going to have to go up. Well, these beanie babies, this is in, you know, the ones you buy for five bucks, they're going all the way up to like $900 on the secondary market. And they just keep going and going and going. Uh, Becky, she says she's got a complete collection and um, she got offered 100000 for her collection and Mary Beth, same thing. And I said, no, they yeah. never sold. Yeah. So Harry Rinker, a.k.a. Beanie Meanie, he says, in, in comes the people that are basically like, this is an investment. I can just buy Beanie Babies and send my kids to college. Mm-hmm. Well, this was becoming something different. And Joni says we don't play with these things because they're going to be worth money. If the tag was creased, like you were talking about, you you ruin the value of the beanie. Yeah. And what's interesting is they don't even talk about that little tag. Because there's a little tag protector. Yeah from what I saw on them. Mm-hmm. They didn't even mention that. So well
1: <clears throat> because they're not packaged. Yeah. Could probably get another tag for it pretty easy yeah well i don't know i guess you're probably right i mean they're they're not as easy it's not as easy but like that's easier to fake than the beanie baby There's easier to fake than the beanie baby and then you know and if you have if you come across a damaged one a poorly damaged bear or whatever you could take the tag try to meticulously take it off and reattach it. it has been done
0: well this is when they start buying cases to put them in you can't touch them and this is when people are making financial investments in this and turning into their own businesses. And many people didn't collect, they were just in business. So it's time to meet Phyllis Michelli, who goes by Queenie, Bebe, Queenie Beanie. And she called, refers to herself as the monkey in the middle. And she's been Queenie Beanie for 20 years. And she said, I wasn't in it for the collections, I was in it to make the money bank cash. She said she sold to accountants, actuaries, airline Mm -hmm. pilots. She said one...
1: I bet you this chick wasn't even a girl. She was probably a dude. (laughs) Queenie (laughs) Beanie was for sure a dude. Some fat fucking piece of shit.
0: (laughs) No comment. Well, one day she got a check for 20 grand. Do you ever see her? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) One day she gets a a check for 20 grand and it's from a Marine. And he says, I need all these Beanie Babies. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, I didn't feel comfortable shipping them. So I flew them out, gave it to him on the base. And he said, whatever you do, do not tell my wife that I just spent 20 grand on Beanie Babies.
1: What?
0: Yeah. Which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's pretty sad. As far as like, you know, I don't know. It's just, just ship them. Just fucking ship them, I guess is my point. You don't need to be cloak and dagger and get on a plane. Well, no, I mean... There's probably people looking for that shit, too. In the mail? Yeah. Well, then they start holding the first ever Beanie Baby convention. And Mary Beth, she's one of the leaders of all this. And um, there's like a thousand people in the convention center, and they're all after retired Beanie Babies. Well, let's talk about some math here. In 1997, eBay sold five hundred thousand dollars worth of Beanie Babies in one month. Ooh! Sellers average pro- a profit. This is a secondary market. Five hundred percent of wow. retail.
1: Yeah. I mean, what were they when they first
0: came out? Eight bucks. They're five. Five bucks. They're, they're, I think they were four, all five bucks at these yeah. gift shops. Yeah. Well, Becky says, you know, I realize going to the collector shows, that's, Damn, that's where like four or 500 bucks each box. Though back then, dude, it's, it's nuts. still very expensive, man. Yeah. Um so she says most of those are only worth two dollars. <laughs> not even. Yeah. But, you know, she, she you know, she's going to these trade shows and they're like, this is a whole business that people have created jobs. And there's like a yeah. whole ecosystem involved in this. Yeah. And she said, I was bringing in 30 grand per show. <laughs> so we started shipping in quantity and selling. And, you know, she's like, the other one, Peggy, she's like, I'd get 50 uh, Patty the platypuses. Um, and I would be like, eh, I'd pay yep. 10 bucks for these. And my husband would be like, what are you going to sell them for? 300. Uh, and she's like, I'm not good at math. But he's like calculating. Oh my god! Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. He's jumping around. Yeah, he thinks I'm a new genius. Uh, you know, I might have bought a new Mercedes. <laughs> I, uh, I did have a vanity plate that said "B Babies" on it. Oh uh, god! <laughs> so, um, at this point, Becky, um, you know, this is her career. So she she writes a book called Beanie Mania. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what this is called? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is it? Based I, on I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't mention that. Okay. If they did, I missed it in the credits. Well, Mary Beth, uh, she starts Mary Beth's Beanie World magazine. Okay. Because, again, there's no instructions from Ty or the company. You know, do you remember when you were a kid? You probably weren't cool enough to collect baseball cards, but we had Beckett. Beckett yeah, Monthly. Yeah, Beckett and get top, Beckett. Top, uh, top Deck. top yep. Deck. Upper Deck. Upper top Deck. <laughs> Upper Deck. Upper <laughs> Deck. Um, and then uh, poop deck. Uh, so she's doing this bi monthly publication and she's churning out 600,000 copies of her own magazine. Pretty good, yeah. That's so 12 bucks a pop or whatever. I looked, the annual subscription was 50 bucks. No,
1: that's not bad,
0: but if she's it's doing better than most
1: Patreons, if you know what I mean,
0: yeah. But if she's doing 600,000 copies a month. Oh, six hundred thousand. Yes. Oh shit! I thought you said six hundred. No, six hundred thousand <laughs> copies a month. Oh, six
1: hundred thousand. Jesus, yeah, that's pretty good. Wow. So anyway, she says, you know, because even at six hundred at fifty bucks a pop per month. I mean, if, even if it's fifty a year, six hundred for the whole year. It's yeah, still pretty, still pretty good. Little. How profit. much is that? I don't know. We'll what do are we doing? Six hundred
0: thousand times fifty. That,
1: well, that's six. Well, yeah, that's that's, that's the may that's, issue. That's the, that's what she ended <laughs> up making. Yeah. So, so can
0: continue. I'll figure it out. Right okay. Next. So Peggy becomes famous uh, in the Beanie Baby wor- b- world. And you know, Becky. Well, of, even if she just had 600. Yeah. She would have made 30 K. What about 600,000? Okay.
1: Well, is that 3 million? You, I
0: mean, you're just close. Well, the you main 30 million. Huh. That can't be right, dude. That's what I'm There's saying. There's no <clears throat> way this chick made 30. Well, this is a reporter saying they're going to be turning out six hundred copies, six hundred thousand copies of the May issue. Maybe okay. that's what she was just getting started. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, well, at this point, Ty Inc. generated fifty bucks for the whole year, though. Jesus. Yeah, Ty Inc. generated four hundred million dollars in sales. Wow. Yeah. And but they never talk about where they're made. Okay, go on. <clears throat> um. Well, Rinker the Beanie meanie. He says, Ty did not manipulate this market. Let's talk about what it takes to manipulate a market. This is bullshit. Oh, China. What? They're all made in China. Oh, they were? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, Rinker, he says, Ty didn't manipulate the market. And he says, let's talk about what it takes to manipulate a market. Well, first of all, there has to be a secondary market and a craze. Well, we've established that. But then you need the media. They're the best suckers to manipulate a market out there if you can get them to do it. Now, this is, I don't agree with this. I think he did manipulate this market. Yeah. I think he did know what he was doing. And I also think there was a little bit of serendipitous timing in that the internet came out and he kind of was at the right place at the right time. But retiring product is definitely a ploy to get, People to yeah. increase demand. There's no doubt about that. 100%. So it's a worldwide phenomenon at this point. Peggy, she's getting paid to go to England, to go to Germany. Um, you know, uh, Mary Beth's doing so much media, it's a 24 7 job for her. Uh, you got books coming out, magazines. And, you know, Rinker says the key though is you have to have the price ga- guides to come out. Well, during the craze, there were up to a hundred different price guides, and you know that's where they were making their money, um, because what they would do is they'd raise the price every price guide, and people were convinced that was the absolute price. So there's some rinker saying they manipulated the market as well. Yeah, and I believe it. Mary Beth, you know, she says it was just electric. And we see these people, more footage of these crazy ladies in stores, and they're just lunging, you know? Yeah. It, it, I need, I need. And, you know, the goal was you have to complete the collection. And that's when things got out of control. Now, bad news. Mm-hmm. In March of 1997. Somebody died. You got three children in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, were trampled at the gates <laughs> at a Beanie this. Baby convention I and this. died from suffocation. Yep. Good old suffocation. I just made that up. That's not true. I just had to, just had to go because I could see I'm just it. playing. I'm just fucking
1: like going along with it. I totally remember this bullshit for sure. People like at least a lady died. I trampled. hope
0: so. so. Somebody had to have died if they were making this much money. I gotta, I gotta look it up now. Go on. Okay. Well, there is bad news coming in. Okay. This is when the fake started coming in. Okay. So customs at O'Hare Airport, they start discovering fake beanie babies. And, you know, people are making money. Well, the counterfeit, they're obviously going to take advantage of this. Well, the stash of cute creatures was initially mistaken for a different kind of stash, as one of the reporters says. So they thought it was narcs coming in and Coke. Yeah. And then they opened it up and beanie all stuffed animals. I bet you
1: they had to destroy every single one of them, Probably. too, just to make sure that it was. And the people are like, no, my God.
0: Well, at this well, I point. I you could sue them. You no know, way you can sue them for no. that. No. At this point, some Beanie Beanie Babies are going for five grand. Okay. Uh, other collectors were paying up to 10000 because they were counterfeited. <laughs> So all these people start getting burned on counterfeit product. I love it. So I would estimate there's a good amount of shit out there that's counterfeit and nobody. But knows. then what about the real
1: fakes? That's the thing you don't
0: get. It's what like do you mean? The
1: ones that come from the manufacturing plant that
0: creates oh, them. Oh, yeah. True. Because there's always little alterations and details like our, uh, like the our Jawa. Like the bat. Yes, the like bat was a the big bat, one.
1: There's a litany of mistakes. There's like four different versions of it. The That's because one goes... was made in Xinjiang, the other one made it in Guangzhou or whatever. <laughs> One's made in Hong Kong and shit. You got one, right? Yeah. No, Guangzhou. No, Xinjiang is a place. Oh, I thought you were just making no, up Chinese names. No, things.
0: and Guan I was looking at the oh. manufacturers. I thought right you were now. just doing gibberish. No. Um, so you got to remember they're picking up these 70 cents, you know. That's what they're paying for them. Yeah, uh, seventy these, cents even seems expensive. <laughs> it does seem like too <laughs> much. No, it's probably to get it shipped to
1: seventy cents.
0: Yeah, like to the United States. But you're right. They but came they're from, probably fucking take probably made for a quarter each. They came from Beijing, yeah. according to my sources here, and uh, China knew the Americans were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so the Chinese are like, we're gonna make a fortune out of these dumb shit housewives. Yeah, and they made way less than this than whole we did. thing. So at this point Peggy she starts an authenticating business for Beanie Babies. So people are sending Beanie Babies to her house and she's like I charge 20 bucks uh, and then I started getting competition but I was the main one. People knew they could trust me. So that has a lot to do with my success. <laughs> Good. <clears throat> Trusted collector. <clears throat> Time to meet Sharon Altier. Okay. She's the GM from 92 to 2002. And she of said, "Baby, Babies? Yeah. Of Thai? Yeah. Oh. She says, for a little item, it's amazing how much of a backstory there is. You can't even imagine. Initially, I don't even remember having a title at the time. It was just sales. And then within six months, he'd asked me to come become the general manager. Uh, they take us back to Thai headquarters. It's just a tiny little brick wall building. You know, it's not a big place. Yeah, because they're not making shit there. No, they're just fucking. They're just making the calls and nothing. fucking pumping and dumping. Yeah, <laughs> it's nothing, a boiler but... room. It's fucking, <laughs> it's a fucking boiler room yeah. with twelve people in it. You know it. what I
1: imagine? I imagine it's the same place that fucking Pornhub's headquarters is. Uh, just, MindGeek? Just, just, just like not obviously nicer. MindGeek is a big
0: building. It's they a, a big, you know employees. what I mean.
1: Yeah. like, it's not what, it's not nearly what, it's not what you expect. Yeah. It's just some fucking bunch of just plain nobodies
0: well at the height of the craze ty inc they're getting a hundred thousand requests a day from retailers and sharon says it was insane you couldn't get through on the phone and ty was very frustrated when he couldn't get through so he installed what he called the bat phone mm. the big red phone if that rang whoever was there had to run and get the phone yeah well we meet uh, the executive vp of merchandising his name's mark And he says, "I was an executive. I didn't want to try and butcher it, Jeremiah." Okay. (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) thanks for keeping me on my toes. What? Just got some. All of a sudden, some guy named
0: Mark. Um, He was like, "I started in the fashion business. I I thought it was going to be one of these where I have to be like." I started in the fashion business. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Anyway, he was like, uh, "Ty was frustrated when he couldn't get through, so he installed what? Oh." (laughs) 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 i spent my life watching supermodels take their clothes off in front of me and then i came back and worked with little teddy bears so that's a rather big difference Uh, when your secondary market becomes so 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 much greater than your primary that's when your brand has problems man sounds eccentric am i right <laughs> i'm kind of overdoing it but I don't, be... yeah. I don't have gaydar i don't have gaydar i'm just my ob- guy have a lisp <laughs> no, no. Okay. he was in female fashion though okay uh, Wait, what a skirt <laughs> a blouse not wearing a skirt or a blouse oh, okay so the interviewer asked mark she says Ty has a reputation for being litigious uh tell me about that she sounds hot by the way the interviewer Well, Mark says, yes, he's protecting the brand, the trademark, the copyrights. You know, on the other hand, I think that some aspects of it, um, it just became a part of his nature. Well, the interviewer also reaches out to Mary Beth and says, you have quite favorable things to say about time, but not everyone does. Mary Beth says, well, what kind of people? I'm just asking, what kind of people are you talking about? Different people say that he's extremely litigious. You know, he was greedy, all of those things. And Mary Beth says, well, that's all true. We had to tiptoe around the Thai company itself because we were treated much of the time as the enemy, Hmm. which is really crazy because we were the mouthpiece and due to our media presence and our magazines that they, you know, Sold, you know, millions of more Beanie Babies than they might have. Well, then we see a reporter and everybody is selling something. There's Beanie hats. There's Beanie shirts. There's Beanie jewelry. Even Beanie computer software. But the one thing all these people have in common is that none of them have anything to do with Thai Inc. Probably the biggest entrepreneur of all is Mary Beth Sobolewski. Wow. Now, we see Mary Beth at these trade shows. She's kind of hot. She's, she's, yeah. she's, she's MILFish to say okay. the least. Well, she's mean, good looking now, but you know me, I like older women. Yeah. So, the one's your age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's probably 65 now. That's too uh, old for me. Uh, so she's a celebrity. They're at these trade shows. And people are passing her magazines. She's signing them, giving them back to people. So she's got a you know status in the industry. Does she? She blew up. Did she? Yeah. Wow. Mark says that originally Mary Beth was a collector. Yeah. As her collecting increased, she decided to do the magazine. Mm-hmm. Well, the magazine at the time, I believe, was starting to make a lot of money. Yeah. Now we <clears> ran the math. Right. You know? Yeah. Those numbers. I don't believe those numbers. So she
1: numbers. said, but no, we need to find out. So the magazine is probably a, an entity of itself. You have you have the magazine. Yeah. You can either- But it's ha- bi-monthly. And, bi-monthly. And she, so she said twice that, a month.
0: Yeah. And she said that May issue did 600,000 copies.
1: Okay. So that doesn't mean
0: she- Okay. So- She charged so, it 50 bucks a year. 50, we know that. So
1: for 50 bucks a year to 300,000 people. Uh, Instead of six hundred thousand, we, we morons. No, 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 no. Let, let's just say if if they, she said that she shipped out six hundred thousand copies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That means that three hundred thousand people got two copies, one in one or uh, two in one month. Yeah. Okay. Let's just assume that these people aren't. Then listening. that means are that like fifty these guys are not. That's good, still not. that's still fifteen million dollars, which is, is a little more. Digestible assuming, than thirty million. Assuming
0: but, she got the fifty dollar, but I have a feeling annual. that
1: like this this membership fifty dollar fee for the membership man, it yeah. was not three hundred thousand
0: people. Okay, good point. So let's just say six hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand. Let's say she charges like three bucks for inaugural, the inaugural. These are like the inaugural magazines. So if she charges three points. She's still making money. That's one point eight million dollars.
1: Yeah, 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 she's still making money. Okay, so she was making cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Mary Beth says, "Especially, I mean, magazines were a thing back then.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, Mary Beth says, Mary Beth beanie world <laughs> monthly was out for about a year and a half and things were going smoothly. And then all of a sudden, one day I'm working from home and the doorbell rings and I open the door and they say, Mary Beth Sobolowski, really nice, cheery young guy. And I say, yeah, that's me. And he says uh, here. And I'm like, what are these? Uh, you're being served served oh my gosh oh shit well mark says you know mary beth was profiting off our likeness and image well that was an issue for us Uh. so mary says i was being sued by ty for infringement on using the word beanie in our title i'd spent my last year and a half being a cheerleader for this man and his products and to get served i felt like it was a sword in my side yeah Well, according to Mark, she took advantage of the situation of benefiting by infringing on copyright and trademark. To me, it's not an ethical thing to do. Well, the case was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. Mm. The magazine was then renamed Mary Beth's Beanbag World. Okay. Well, the interviewer says, what do you think my chances are of getting an interview with Ty for this documentary? She wants to fuck -um. (laughs) him. Mark says, absolutely zero. Okay. Uh, why he doesn't like to uh interview well back to the reporters stores say when they get them they're good as sold it's a nationwide it's a nationwide frenzy in a multi-million dollar business well karen gruner 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 gruner, gruner. she's a sales analyst at Die uh by the way she had a nice tenure there uh 97 to That's 2019 just, somebody say something like she had nice tits or something oh, no. she says it was insane we couldn't get the product in fast enough to ship it out uh, i think at one point in the late 90s they were shipping 1 million a day wow it was crazy uh bill harlow he's the canadian distributor he says my sales in 96 um i don't care i'll tell you they were 2.6 million and in 1997, they were 23 million. Holy shit! So yeah, it was pretty straight up. I mean, how much were they making? Well, I mean, he's just doing distribution. Uh, I wonder how much the in sales... Canada. <clears throat> yeah. So who knows? I'm guessing those that's revenue. Um, he doesn't really. Yeah. Say. I wonder how much this, the the sales reps are getting. Oh, phew, oh, we're gonna get to that in part two. Oh boy. Well, and if it was like, did you ever spend any money on anything? crazy in the 90s oh god he's like yeah i did i bought a crazy car <laughs> it was a porsche 911 right. pretty sweet car yeah pretty sweet car so uh anyway they show this vintage footage of him running the warehouse mm-hmm. and there's just boxes of beanie body babies just up to the ceiling right and he's like as soon as it goes out the door there's another container coming in the door so all gone in two months right that's the turnover and we fill it up again my estimates are that we did uh, over 40 million Beanie Babies. It's ridiculous. Wow. But think of how many he did if he did maybe 10 times that, you know, do the math. Well, the math yeah. accurate. It said 400 million. So yeah, that's cool. pretty much spot on. In just ni- I think that was just 97. We got bad news incoming. <gasps> Ty kills himself. This is and Brian. fakes his death. This is Brian Williams, the famous disgraced NBC News anchor, okay. the man who. Oh yeah, I was Bri- there. Brian Williams. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Holy shit! Everybody <laughs> thought he was so cool, and then he. Did is that st- the helicopter guy? Yeah, stolen valor. Wow. You yeah. can't be stealing valor. Nope. The world has lost Princess Diana at oh, age thirty-six.
1: No. no, don't tell me they they
0: they do a Princess Diana. They did. <gasps> They did a Princess oh Diana God. Beanie Baby. Now, <clears throat> Joni says she was an iconic figure in the world. And, um, of course, the coverage was endless. I think people were very, very sad about the loss of such a positive person at such a young age. Well, yes, let's capitalize Correct. On it. Why not? Now, keep in mind, it's just a bear, okay? It's yeah. not like they're making a lady die doll. No, they're it's- making a, a bear. So Katie, Katie Couric, she comes on the news and she says, for those who love and collect Beanie Babies, there's a new one hitting the stores today. It's called a bear. It's it's a bear called Princess. This is how we know. Like it's
1: it's this is how we know it's searching like it's listening to us. I typed in Princess and then Diana Beanie Baby came up. Now, obviously, I've been searching Beanie Babies and we've been talking about it, but that's egregious.
0: Well, of course, Katie uh, can't just report the news on her own. She's got to have an on-site reporter. Um, at the launch mm. of The Princess Dies. Mm-hmm. And David Gregory comes up and he says, I ah, wish yes. you knew how nervous I was on the train coming down here with this little purple bear in my pocket. You know, if people knew I had this, I could be mugged on the yeah. streets of Chicago. Yep, yep, yep. Here it is. This is The Princess Bear. It's got the little yellow rose on the chest there and a little inscription from the Thai Toy Company saying, like an angel... She came from heaven above. She start, She shared her compassion, her pain, and her love. It goes on and on. So I think we're running out of time. But uh, before we wrap up, I want to let you know, I did some research on this fucking purple bear. Yeah,
1: I know. It's, it's the purple one. Um, yes. <clears throat> so they were
0: they were going for a lot of money. Back in the day. Back in the day. Now, how I much? went on eBay. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how much. But you can list whatever you want on eBay for any price. Sure. The range I found mm-hmm. was nine hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. And then I checked recent sales, completed sales, and one sold for ten bucks. Okay. Well,
1: I know. I mean, you gotta look at the you know
0: <laughs> that's my point. Yeah.
1: They they're fucking ten bucks now. You gotta look at the the you're not sure. Nineteen ninety seven Thai Beanie Baby, you know, first edition kind of first first run kind of things. You gotta see. I don't know. Uh, I'm seeing. Obviously, you can list that as anything. Some of these have good reviews. There's one listed first, rare edition, ninety fifteen, fifty-six. I'm telling 15, you, if you go 56, look at completed listings, you're it. not
0: gonna find anything over fucking twenty bucks on that purple Diana bear. Yeah. So you I know, don't know, but you know, people put up these crazy numbers all the no, time I know, I mean, fucking I know. morons. It's, I know, I know. Uh, you so, can put whatever you want. So uh, I think um, we're going to wrap there. Obviously, we're going to you know finish up this this Beanie Mania next week. I had a great time. Uh, I think you did too. It's a great episode. Um, so far. I think that weed really helped out. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. So uh, again, I want to remind our listeners, um, if you want to support the show, there's a couple things you can do. First of all, you're free to add down on the docs uh, on Twitter. Send us uh, uh, a thumbs up. What do they call them now? You don't even heart them now. They're not even likes. They're, they're hearts. No, so but they're called something up. I don't know. Posts, I, I think. Like the post. I don't fucking know. So, uh, and then, of course, on Instagram. Like the post. We're uh, down on the docs pod. And then, if you want to send us an email and maybe you have a recommendation, it's down on the docs at gmail.com. And of course, as always, thank you to Broccoli Farms for your continued support. I'm sorry I upstaged your brand with my uh, found marijuana from the Whole Foods to get Dave high this week, but I'm sure you'll give me a pass on that one. Sticky Strips, Broccoli Sticky strips. Farms. We will see you next week for episode. 58 and part two of Beanie Mania.